What's up, everyone? Welcome to Game Face, episode 334 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, your host for the next couple hours of gaming discussion. Alongside me to do that is Matthew Kyle. What's up, Matt? Much. Swimming through L.A. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy what's happening. I know we probably talked about it at the beginning of every show, but what is happening here is nuts. It will not stop raining. It will not go back to normal L.A. temperatures. It's crazy, Matt. Yeah, it's very cold. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Like, As, as uh, John Green said today on his vlog, it's cold. It's been cold for a while. It will always be cold. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> I mean... It's pretty bizarre what we're ha- what's happening in California right now. I mean, I've lived here for 23 years now almost. I've never seen anything like this. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's an atmospheric river. Yeah, like the third one that's mm-hmm. come through. It's really nuts. I uh, hope you guys are doing great wherever you guys are. And I know we have uh, viewers from all over the world, literally all over the world. I saw that uh, a couple folks in our chat before the show started asked if we had turned our clocks forward over the weekend, which we mm-hmm. did. I completely forgot because someone else posted on Twitter, starting to show a little early. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. But they, I guess in Europe, they didn't actually jump forward the rest this of the, time? The rest of the world doesn't really do this anymore. Yeah. If they ever did. So we're going to have a different time from everybody else for the next, like, six months? About that, yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. So we're going to change, is my guess. Eventually. Like, they, that, they, you know, Marco Rubio and the one good thing he's ever done, he tried to introduce a bill to end it a year ago. Yeah. And it passed... The Senate, but then it died in the House because no one could decide on which time to stick with. Uh, the answer, by the way, is this one. Yeah. It's summer's time. Like you, you stick with the time that gives you more daylight. So it doesn't start turning dark at 4 p.m. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, well, what about the children and going out of school in the dark? Well, then maybe the school should start later. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> I don't understand how I got to school at 7.30 in the morning the whole, yeah. my whole childhood because I can't get up by 9 some days. <laughs> yeah. Especially not after the stupid spring forward thing. Yeah. But like... Um, no, the, so they reintroduced the bill again and it will probably... There's a chance we may spring forward again next year and never do it again uh tori until is saying that in europe it changes in two weeks Mm. that's weird why would they do that well i mean it's completely arbitrary so you just do whatever you want Uh, it's just weird that it wouldn't be coordinated together with other parts of the world because obviously it even for our little stream here it's kind of causing issues people are like wait a minute like why is game face happening already so for the next two weeks Game Face is going to be starting an hour earlier for our folks in Europe than it normally does, which is weird. I don't know who actually decides that, but they don't care. Who doesn't care? Whoever Whoever decides decides who that is. I don't know. (laughs) It was not the farmers. No one knows why daylight savings really happened. Because the the farmer thing is like an urban legend, basically, which is ironic because farmers are not urban. But, like, <laughs> if you go back and look, like, the farmers aren't mentioned when they're passing the, the daylight saving stuff back in the day. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember what the deal was with that. Because, like, it doesn't matter what time it is to a farmer. It like, doesn't. They sun, get up before the sun yeah, comes the up The sun anyway. comes up no matter what. Like, the sun doesn't care what time you think it is. Yeah. The sun is coming up. Well, farmers, and you got to go milk the fucking cow. Like, it, like well, it, farmers are always up way before the sun comes up anyway. It oh, doesn't yeah. really matter when the sun comes up to them. So, yeah, farmers, I don't think it has anything to do with it. But anyway... Here we are talking about changing times for Game Face. Well, I promise you we have games to talk about today. Um, I will say this, though. We do have a bit of a shorter show Daylight Savings Simulator. Here we go. We're going to do some Daylight Savings time here on Game Face today. Uh, We do have a bit of a shorter episode. It has been a slow week in games, uh, and that's one reason. The other part of the reason is that Matt and I are going to record an episode of Spoiled, which we haven't done in forever here on Sifted. 
uh, for season one of The Last of Us. So now that all the episodes are out there, all nine episodes, Matt and I are going to record basically a spoiler cast uh, for the first season of The Last of Us. And that probably won't go up tomorrow with Game Face. It'll probably go up the next day on Thursday. The other thing, too, is that we're not going to stream that live. Um, when we finish Game Face, we're going to take the stream down because I don't want somebody stumbling upon our stream while we're sitting there spoiling everything about The Last of Us. They could just pop in and be like, and Matt and I could say something that a very pivotal moment from the show and it could spoil it for him. So um, we're going to finish Game Face. We'll end the stream and then Matt and I will record uh, Spoiled offline. Uh, but all our patrons will then get spoiled probably on Thursday. Uh, so look for that. I'm really excited, by the way, because I've really, I think a lot of people would like to do a big in-depth discussion about that show because for obvious reasons for us being really into games but also it was just a really good show mm. um so look for that on thursday the archive of that and again we will not be streaming that live um i think that's it i don't think we have any other housekeeping going on right now i would just put up an episode of ask shane anything um and we'd, we'd like to do that more often but unfortunately we're not getting enough questions from you guys now to be fair um you have to pledge at $7 or more per month to ask questions for the show. Everybody gets to watch it. Um, but you have to pledge at that tier, the Ask Shane tier, uh, to ask questions for it. Um, so keep an eye out. We're going to be asking for more questions soon. So any of you guys who are pledging at that tier or higher, thank you very much, by the way. So generous of you. Um, if you are, keep an eye out for that. And please ask questions. I really love doing the show. Honestly, it's kind of crazy, Matt. But like with our patrons, Ask Shane does more views than Pactor Effect. Hmm. Now, on YouTube, Pactor kills it. But with our audience, Ash Ain't Anything does more views than Pactor Factor. So you guys like it, but we need questions to keep the show going. So the last time I asked for questions, I got like just enough to do two episodes. I'd like to be able to get enough questions to do at least like three or four. So again, if you're pledging at that tier or higher, look out for that and please ask questions. And again, you can ask me anything you want within reason. Don't get too personal. But uh, now anyway. They've, now I've asked you everything. What do you say? They've asked you everything. You think they've asked me everything already? Well, they should specifically ask things they know you don't know yeah, at this point. Yeah. Just just about like questions about like plastics manufacturing. <laughs> and like Well, we are at episode fifty nine went up today. <laughs> and they have asked a lot of questions. I'll say this too, like the quality of the questions is not suffering at all. You guys ask great questions. We just need a higher quantity. Uh, so if you could take a minute to do that when you see those posts either at patreon.com slash sifted or you see it at sifted.net. Um, if you could take a minute to ask some questions for that, that would be great. Yeah, Look there for you that go. Scene. Nolan Bozozone has one for you. What is what is virtue? What is virtue? What is virtue? There you go. That's your next episode. Ask it, and I will answer it. I already have the answer. I can, <laughs> I can answer it right now, but I'm not going to. See, that's the trick, is you got to change the name to, to Shane Knows Everything. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do not. I, I wish I knew everything. I do not. Um, I think a big part of enjoying being alive is learning. Um, and learning from the people around you and stuff like that. So I definitely do not know. I'm not even close to everything. Um, I'll do my best to answer all your questions, though. Uh, let's take a look at chat, actually. Got some action going on here with some Twitch Prime and other fun stuff going on. We're already hype level two of the hype train. That's awesome. Thank you, Thank you guys. Uh, let's see what we got here for Twitch Prime. I know I saw something really early here. Uh, there it is. Stulti69. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Again, guys, you can give us a free $2.50 every month just by going to twitch.tv slash siftedgames and subscribing with your Amazon Prime free subscription every month. It makes a big difference for us. So if you could do it, that would be great. Uh, Timezini, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Don Lionheart, thank you for Twitch Prime. 56 months, that's amazing. 
Um, he's talking about the time change there. David Nordic, thank you for Twitch Prime. Hope you're doing good. Andy T. Monahan, subscribe to Tier 1, 35 months, 31 month streak. Thank you, Andy. That's awesome, man. Ozzy Brit 2000, thank you for Twitch Prime. Not Cirque, thank you. Um, the Big Smoke 82, I up my pledge so I can join in on Ask Shane Anything. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Knights Toil. Thank you for gifting all these tier one subs to our community. I don't remember him ever doing that before. I don't know. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. I don't remember the, was it, if we had chat from that Ozzy, uh... Ozzy Britt. He's been in our chat a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him before. I was going to say, he's been there for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, Cinetike Virtue is subscribing with Twitch Prime. Mm. There you go. That's actually a great way to put it. Uh, thanks to everybody who's on the stream today. Hope you guys are all doing great. You're having a good uh, Nike, Tuesday. Nike's toil is a her. Oh, it's a her. You're welcome. My apologies. My sincere apologies, by the way. And the funny part was, Matt, almost every time I've talked about someone in our chat on this show for now 334 episodes, I have always said him or her, mm-hmm. knowing the chances are 99.9% that it was a he. And today was like the first time I was like, you know what? It's probably a he, and I'm going to just say he, and I was wrong. (laughs) That's the way it goes. Anyway, Nike's Toil, I really hope you'll accept my apologies. I did not mean anything by it, and I promise I'll never do it again. I swear to you. I will always say he or... Ah, Nick's Etoile. I get it. Nick's Etoile. Night Star. Oh, I think Cinetech's right. I hope I remember that next time, so I say it correctly. Uh, But anyway, welcome to the stream. And uh, let's see, we got some housekeeping to get to before we get to the show proper. A lot of it, actually, today, which is good because it was a slow week in games for big topics. Uh, first up, Matt, I'm really starting to wonder here. Starfield was delayed to September 26th. Well, I mean, kind of delayed. Like, we, they said, I know they said first half of 2023, but it never had a date. So I, well, I mean, it did have a date. 11 11 20 well, yeah but that was already delayed it was already delayed from that this was it was just floating nebulously and i was hoping it was going to be june but it wasn't that's fine it's fine is it yeah i don't i that'll be out this it'll be out this year i don't know i do it'll be out it's this year. starting to make me a little nervous again my I'm, over- I'm not i'm nervous about the next one okay well i'm not nervous because i don't give a shit but i'm nervous because it's on my fantasy team. oh right yeah and starfield's on mine and i am i'll be honest with you i am a little nervous no, about starfield. i don't you shouldn't be nervous about starfield i don't know I, man. maybe you should be nervous about the the condition it launches in but i you i won't, don't don't worry about coming coming out, out? No. i don't know no, don't, i am no. not 100 percent confident about that um but to match tease Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was also delayed again. However, it was scheduled for May 26th, and now it does not have a release date at mm-hmm. all. Don't don't ever say that our reactions don't matter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> man, and they are saying I don't know if I've ever seen a more negative universally negative reaction to something to a, to a game being shown. Now, according to Jason Schreier at Bloomberg, as Matt alluded to, it is a direct result of the negative reaction to its first ever in-game footage, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we had seen in-engine stuff cut together in trailers. The latest piece of media was the first time we saw what the game was actually like to play, and reactions were overwhelmingly negative. And so now, WB has decided that it's going to delay the game indefinitely. Do you think it's coming out this year? 
I bet they'd like it too, but I don't know if it will. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Is what that, are you going to fix, Matt? Well, that's the thing. Is like, I don't know what you do. I mean, I guess you remove the the game as a service elements. I don't think people like, weren't really even complaining oh, about they, that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they were. Oh, huge. Oh, huge I missed that. anger over that. Oh, okay. Huge. Even though it was just the same old, like, you know, skins and yeah, costumes cosmetics. and stuff. No, the people are furious about Why? that. Why? I don't know. There's a lot just, of other stuff to be angry yeah, about. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, that wasn't even my top 10 complaints. It was just like, you know, it, and like, no, I mean, I don't know what you do. I mean, unless you are going to use time travel to go back in time and make a Batman game instead, I don't know what you do to fix this. Like, this is what it is. Like, you're stuck. Emperor like, Dread in chat says, I said the same thing. Oh, it will come out last year. And I mean, he, oh, he used to actually talk talking about, about Starfield. Starfield. Oh, okay. I, thought I, mean, about I mean, yeah, I mean, there was pretty good reason to think that when they put the, the date in the trailer in yeah. CG, they're pretty sure. <laughs> and they do love that 11-11-11 thing. Yeah. Um, there was someone, I can't remember what the date was, but there was someone who said they should have, I think, what was it? I think it was like in um, October? No. Yeah, it was in October. They said they should have released it October, October twenty second. Because then, if you counted that from twenty twenty two, it would be twenty two twenty two twenty two. Oh, okay. It'd be the twenty second <laughs> month of twenty twenty two. I'm like, oh, that's 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 clever, but um, I don't know. Uh, Ob one nine thousand says WB is canceling projects, so this may not make it at all. Yeah, what the, projects is WB canceling? Uh, not games; they're canceling. Oh. He's saying Warner Brothers in general. Warner Brothers in general is making some very strange choices. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, my guess is this is too far along to kill. Um, oh yeah. The uh, it, it's coming out eventually. It's not going to be. Canceled. Yeah, it'll definitely come out. I just it's they finally realized that this isn't the game anybody wanted. And now they're probably trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, should have called the duck consulting yeah. agency. <laughs> well, the other thing, of course, is I very, you know, there's no evidence of this, really. But I very much believe the reason this game takes place in Metropolis is they're reusing the assets from the canceled Superman game they were probably working on after yeah, Arkham. It's very Knight. possible. Because um, there's no way this took seven years. No way. No. I, I agree with that a million percent. There's no way they've worked on this for but as long. But I don't as think there's anything else you can do. You know, I don't think. Yeah, how do you fix it? You You're can't. just gonna have to take your. You have to make a new game. It. Like you, yeah. You, I mean, you got to make sure it's good. I, th- I think you, in terms of like technical performance, you gotta um, probably get rid of the the game as a service stuff. But I mean, the game is the game. Yeah, maybe it's maybe you change late. maybe you change some of the purple weak spots to green ones. I don't know. <laughs> I guess for variety. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, Very Gooster says, I really think people just wanted a basic co-op action game without any of the loot baggage. I, I don't even really see the, like, baggage. Like, it's just cosmetics. Like- well, the loot, I mean, the loot baggage is a separate thing. Because that's not the game as a service stuff. That's the fact that it's, you know, another looter shooter where you're picking up a, you know, breastplate of fortitude, pl- whatever. And it's like, you know, 0.03% better than your last one. You know, that, that style of... of um, of uh gear upgrading is basically kind of out of fashion now like yeah. people are tired of it like you can't do the bun- the, the destiny style like you know this one's four grievances better than the last one thing like, people don't want to change their boots every five seconds you mm-hmm. know just give me some meaningful upgrades or make even better give me crafting components to let me upgrade things that i'm already wearing yeah um that, that that's probably the wave of the future um and i i definitely you definitely saw even in the live chat when they were demoing it 
and as soon as you saw the menu screen where they were swapping out the, the armor parts, everyone in the chat was just like, boo. Like, yeah. like, people just, <laughs> you know, that was a problem in Gotham Knights as well. Like, yeah. You know, you weren't swapping out everything like that, but you were constantly crafting new stuff. And I don't care what they say. I know they said, oh, there was never going to be paid, paid okay. um, microtransactions. Like, there's that, <laughs> that crafting lie. system does not make any sense unless you were lie. planning to have it be a microtransaction. Like, they, yeah. I, I don't care what they say. Yeah, that's a lie. Um, Absolutely. And so who knows? Like, yeah. oh, there's nothing you can do to make this game a different game. But no, like, it's too late. It's way too late. Um, the legacy asks: Is Suicide Squad throwing good money after bad at this time? If they are in fact investing more money in changing the game at this point, yes. Yeah. Well, and also, I, I mean, mean they, supposedly, they supposedly had a long DLC support thing planned with new characters, and I was like, why? Like, and like, there's already you know knowledge that like um, you know they wanted they were gonna think they were thinking about adding Green Arrow because he's still alive in the world somewhere. Mm-hmm. But then they decided not to because DC wouldn't let them give Green Arrow a gun, and they didn't want to design a bow and arrow system just for one character. Mm-hmm. So uh, right there, you're you're like we're stuck with gun characters in this game forever. You're because never the getting developers a- were lazy. Well, they don't want to design mean- a whole, they don't want to design a whole <laughs> new system. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's kind of being lazy, isn't it? Well, it's not worth the money it would cost to just do it for one character that would not be a DLC character. If it was he was going to be a main character in the main game, yeah, that'd be one yeah. thing. But if you, like that, it doesn't make cost a cent. But it's like they, sh- I they mean, if the game were a smash hit, it would maybe, make sense. But they already hobbled themselves on that just because you decided to give everybody guns, even the super strong mega shark person. Like, <laughs> why is he got a minigun? Like, why isn't he just punching shit and jumping around and doing area of effect stuff and slamming the ground? Like, like he can do some of that, but it's like. None of them like it's not interesting. Like if you wanted to be a character in a, in a superhero universe, I really doubt most people would want to be the Punisher, because that's who most of these guys are. Yeah, Erebus Jones says WB just needs to get this out and take the loss and move on. Absolutely, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, like it's get like, it. It is what it is. It get it out. Let it hit the wall, and then announce that Roxanne is making a fucking Batman game. Yeah, and everyone will celebrate. Everyone and they'll forget about Suicide Squad. I'd even celebrate, and I hated Arkham Knight. Yeah, like I'll take Arkham Knight yeah. two over this shit. <laughs> tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else the chat saying. Uh, Erebus follows up with, "How hard is it to just make a Batman game?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean. And not even Roxanne. Why did, like, they move why did away nobody from it? do it? Why didn't anyone make another Batman game? Why? Why? Why didn't know. you just have Montreal make a fucking Batman game? Why didn't you get one of your other? I don't know what's going on. Like over it's there. a solved problem. Like yeah. all you need Again. is a competent developer, and they can just just make an Arkham game. Go. Sounds like a job for the Duck Consulting Agency. Because I also don't think Gotham Knights would have been lambasted as hard if there were actual if it was Batman content to play in the meantime. Yeah. Like the problem is here that this is the first. This is the replacement. This is the first content we're getting from this universe in games since like 2015 from the developers people want yeah and it's it's garbage this here and now this it seems even worse like (laughs) it's not looking good uh one super master gamer asks is this the end of the game as a service bubble actually that is an episode of pactor factor that just Mm -hmm. went up yesterday i believe on youtube that is Um, that is a big question right now and it was live for our patrons like a week (laughs) somewhere somewhere out there sony is starting to sweat a little bit yeah but i'm not gonna answer that because i don't want to put words in pac's mouth you can go watch that episode but i mean asking us what do you think matt um i think the tide is definitely turning I think it'll be a few years before you see a result because these you know games take a long time to make. Yeah, and so we kind of talked about this about Rumbleverse yeah. and some of the other. Yeah, games you can't are... o- you can't always strip that all out. And like you know, it's interesting that the reaction to this on Suicide Squad was so bad because usually people just seem to ignore 
Yeah. Like the buy cosmetic. Like, oh, whatever. It's, okay, whatever. It's, not even, it's it. not even really multiplayer. That's why I was surprised co-op. to hear that people were angry No, people about were very it. upset about it. And yeah. I was like, I mean, part of it was because, I guess, because they called it a battle pass. Oh. Which I'm like, it, yeah, that doesn't that really make any sense. That sends up some red flags. Which it doesn't make any sense. It's like not a multiplayer. It's not a free-to-play game. Computer game. It's not a free-to-play game. You're just getting outfits. Like, there's, there's no Call battling. Call has a battle really. pass. Like, a lot right, of games but Call that you Duty pay makes for more sense because Call of Duty is a competitive multiplayer game. It makes more sense to call that a battle pass. Like, there's no battle involved in right. this. It's You're just costumes. Anybody, yeah. Like just, <laughs> it really. It, it, I mean, you see, you see that in that, in that menu screen, and you're like, oh, what were they originally planning for right. this to be? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's you. A, it's a, it's it ain't looking good, folks. <laughs> Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, killed the Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Ironically, Suicide Squad's gonna have to be sent to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it should have committed suicide ultimately. Yeah. I mean, I think they will. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> Um, here's one from Steel City Noob, fellow Penguin and Steeler fan. What's up? Hey, Shane, would you ever consider having Marcus back for an episode, or are you guys not in touch anymore? No, we're still in touch. We're totally in touch. We're still friends. We'll, we'll be friends until the day we die. Um, he, he's actually doing a podcast now with another friend of ours, yeah, Ray Padilla. Yeah, he's doing Padilla. with Ray Padilla, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd absolutely love to have him on again. Um, the weird thing, I've, I've talked to Marcus about doing a show with us a bunch of times, and like, I think my timing has just always been off. Every time I seem to go to him, something happens. Like, the last time I was serious about it and we started talking about actually doing a show, he had another health issue. Um, and that's been something he's been working through for a few years now. Uh, but he is doing better, by the way, um, in case you're wondering. Um, he's actually doing pretty pretty great. Yeah. Um, he's recovered pretty well from his heart condition. Uh, now he's fighting cancer, and he's miraculously, so far, beat cancer. Yeah, he's like a year and something past it's the, amazing. The, de- the date they gave him. It is. It's amazing. Um but he had he just started doing a podcast with this other mutual friend that we have i was shocked to see it honestly i was like bro why wouldn't you come to me first but i don't know maybe he thought that because i had tried to pitch so many things to him that never worked out that maybe he thought i wasn't interested anymore Uh, but i was absolutely interested so um we'll try to get him back on game face or we'll do something with him in in the near future we got an extra chair here yep we got this empty chair sitting here luna doesn't use it she no. sits on the table, so <laughs> yeah, we'll try to figure it out. Um, buff the IPs. Why pick Suicide Squad? They're like D tier. I mean, that's a good question. Um, because I mean, I think the reason is because they were expected to be popular and pushed. Because at the, I mean, at the time they originally teased the Suicide Squad, which was back in Arkham Knight days with the the Blackgate Blackgate Arkham Origins is the first game to tease that really, mm-hmm. um, and the and the end of Arkham Origins a little bit. Um, uh, that was going to be the next hotness because that was the, the movie was supposed to blow him up just like Guardians of the Galaxy made Guardians of the Galaxy a big deal. And I mean, to be fair, uh, Harley Quinn, that is kind of the, un- unfortunately, is that's kind of the default version of Harley Quinn in the pop culture consciousness now. But that's really the only impact that that had. Um, but it was because they expected Suicide Squad to be a bigger deal than it was. Yeah. And then I don't think it's a coincidence that the lineup in this new game is very, you know, taken directly from the lineup from James Gunn's Suicide Squad, yeah. which was a much, much, much better movie than the first one, but did not was not a hit, really, yeah. at the box office. Um, so, yeah, we don't really know. Um, I don't know why DC and Warner Brothers seem to think Suicide Squad is the ticket on so many things, but they they do like that's i don't I would know. agree with with chat like i i don't get it either no i, I mean i've I, I I been very vocal about how that is not a game i care about playing mm-hmm. i don't even like the old comic i mean i know i know suicide squad from back in the day like task force x is a boring comic i always I'm thought sorry. it was a great name 
Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I should probably like Suicide Squad, and then I would try to read it, and I'd be like, eh. No, all it's all Suicide Squad, especially back in the old in the eighties when they were doing like all Suicide Squad really like elucidates is that DC has really bad villains. Yeah, like they are forgettable nonsense villain like you know I, I, it took me years as a kid to make an actual difference to figure out what the difference was between deathstroke and deadshot i'll put it to you this way matt i right now i cannot name two of the characters in that game oh yeah yeah well you know harley <laughs> right and i assume you know king shark yeah the other two i don't know what their names two. are you don't know captain boomerang nope or deadshot nope yeah that's the thing. That tells like, you all you need to know. And we've been covering this game for like three years here on Game Face. I still don't know two of the characters mm-hmm. that are the lead characters. Well, in the that's game. like the thing is like you know even Gotham Knights' premise is like okay like maybe Gotham Knights didn't turn out to be a great game, but at least if you can see the appeal of like someone you know someone might want to play as Batgirl or Robin or Nightwing or whatever. Like, find me the child whose dream has been to play as Captain Boomerang. Like no one <laughs> gives me. a shit about this. <laughs> And then you're not even yeah. using his boomerangs. You're using a gun, but you use his boomerang for his special moves. But who cares? Like, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yep. Kevin Rafa asks, would you rather play in complete Gotham Knights or play Suicide Squad? Gotham Knights. No I question. don't know. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> I play Gotham. I'd rather play Gotham Knights because I actually care about those characters to some degree. I would agree. I definitely like, know the characters in that versus the characters that are in Suicide Squad. Like, I, like when I play Gotham Knights, I am disappointed in it. But like I can at least focus to some degree. When I watch the the videos for Suicide Squad, I want to get up and go somewhere else. Yeah. Like I just there's not a single thing that appeals to me in any of it. Uh, Minority Games asks, "Is Gotham Knights getting more content?" It is apparently. It actually just got a big update that did actually fix a lot of its performance problems on oh, console. Good. Okay. So I actually loaded it up last night to see what it was, and it does run a lot smoother now. Good. They're continuing um, to work on it. But now. I forgot how to do anything, and so I got killed <laughs> in the first like fight I was in. Yeah. That happens when you go back. Um, Cinetai says it also feels like they succumb to trying to cover all the bases and appeal to the biggest possible audience by making gameplay as generic as possible, killing the interest. Mm-hmm. It's a tightrope to walk, particularly when you're dealing with IP that like this, it crosses over into the mainstream. Um, you got to be careful. You don't want to make it so complex that the casual fans who might want to pick up the game because they like Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's tur- turned off, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a big audience. I there. mean, you're, you're aiming at Harley fans, <laughs> yeah. Um, but even then, for a co-op shooter, you got a problem because it's like everybody's want to play Harley. Like, I dated a girl one time. Her like she was a gigantic fan of Harley Quinn. Should have been in the <laughs> red flag. Mm-hmm. I should have talked to the red flag consulting agency before dating that girl because she ended up. She was exactly what you would expect a girl who loves Harley Quinn to be like. I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to the next piece of housekeeping for today. Um, oh, Xbox Showcase coming June 11th, Matt. Mm-hmm. Microsoft is having its E3 press conference on the same day and same time. It always used to have its E3 press conference, but it is not a part of E3. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that, Matt? About these companies like bailing on E3, but still trying to do their stuff around E3 to get the pin action without investing in it? Good. Yeah? Yeah, fuck the ESA. Why would you say that about the They're ESA? They're a useless, you're a useless group. They're not a worthwhile lobby lobby group. Oh, you don't the think industry. they do a good job lobbying no, I for do the not. industry? Not at all. Okay. I would support a replacement for them. Okay. For sure. And I think they screw over the developers and the publishers and charge way too much for booth space when it's certainly not warranted anymore, if it ever was. Why do you think that the ESA hasn't just acquiesced and been like, okay, well, we'll lower the booth cost for this? Why do you think? I, don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like a no brainer, right? You'd think. I mean, is it maybe that they really are just charging what they have to charge? 
No, because they get that convention center for almost free. Do they? Yeah. They get it for $1. Really? Just because of all the... They used to. I, I, that, that deal, I think, went away during the pandemic because every, all everything got kind of reset. But for a long time, from what I was told by people who should know, for a long time, L.A. just gave them the convention center for $1 in exchange for how much revenue it brought in in these the surrounding whole area. businesses in the yeah. whole area. I mean, that makes sense, actually. Um, at least when E3 used to be big, it made sense. And, but even back then, they were trying to charge people $10 million for booth space. For the big booths. For the big, like the yeah. front, or the upfront booths, like yeah. EA and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, which is ridiculous. It is, but if you really think about it, it's a drop in the bucket to, for these budgets. But they could just spend that $10 million on their own video and control the message completely. They can, yeah. And not have to compete with all these other companies that are there at the same time. Yeah. I think it's a little dirty. To leave E3 and then try to kind of be a stab. I think, it, I think like, they're doing E3 a favor. <laughs> I guess that's another thing. They're actually making it look like things are happening around that stupid, <laughs> worthless convention now. Because that's what it's become. Yeah. I like, mean, now it is. Like, yeah. let's see them make that worthwhile for the amount of money people need to sell. That's the other thing that I don't like. If it was just like, oh, the, it's still an industry-only thing, and it's just sort of shrinking, and shrink, kind of like what GDC did a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of shrinking and not becoming as relevant. That would be one thing. But they're trying to charge the general public to go to this thing now, mm-hmm. and no one's going to be there. Well, now it's going to be hard, because if the big three aren't there, yeah. are people going to travel If Nintendo's from, not there, what are people going to do? Is there going to be... 19-year-old me Nintendo's traveling pull- to E3 yeah. on my mecha trip. Probably not anymore. That and Nintendo's not pulling happen. back on everything. I mean, you know, like there was just the announced this week that, you know, not that it should have surprised anybody, but it did, that Tears of the Kingdom is not going to be demoed at PAX East. Um, which is like, duh. Like, what do you, why, why would you think, you know, when Nintendo goes well, to PAX. Well, Nintendo's not having a booth at E3, they're like, well, they're going to have to show Zelda before no, they're not. releases. <laughs> they absolutely do not. And they're not going to. Uh, I mean, they'll do a direct, obviously. Yeah. But they don't need, like, and I was like. I have a feeling we might get a demo of Tears of the no. Kingdom. You don't think no. so? Not a chance. Really? How that, come? Because that game is as bulletproof as games gets. It is, but I still, I mean, why wouldn't no. you just make a demo? Because they don't have to. Yeah. I think we might. Nint- never. Never. They will never do that. Wow. No. I don't understand what the detriment would be to it. There's no point. I mean, they've been working on a game for eight years. Doesn't matter. It's going to be the biggest selling game of the year, probably. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. They don't need to. Nintendo Nintendo doesn't need to. Man, I loaded up my Wii U this week because I found out that apparently (laughs) Wii U's apparently will brick if you don't use them. In a, a certain amount of time, people have been fine. Like I've turned my turned my Wii U, Wii U on for the first time in seven years. It doesn't work anymore. It's got a memory error and you can't fix it. And the thing's dead. That's it. It's over. So I'm like, oh, what? I guess I'll go check that out. And um, was yours okay? Yeah, turned out fine. But I was like looking around to see, like, oh, I'll. Um, was that a one-off or was that common? Do other people say they had common. this problem? Really? It's, it's been happening. That's scary, man. Um, like it's recommended you try to make a backup. Of your what Wii U, because like then you can like put it back. It's a it's some kind of memory thing with a with a controller with a gamepad. But mine was weird. fine, and I looked poked around at things and looked. Yeah, I, I, last time I turned it on was December 2018. Um, That's way. I mean, for me, it's way earlier than that. Well, I, I looked at the little log thing, and I turned it on December December 2018, um, and I looked at the eShop for like five minutes, and that was it. No, and then like if I go back again another year earlier. <laughs> Before the Switch came out, I, that, yeah. well, that that game that that system has been turned on three times since I moved into this house. Wow, let's put it that way. Well, I mean that's about right. But it's been plugged in the whole time. Yeah. Um. But I so I went on the eShop to look around and see if there's anything. I'm like, maybe I'll pick something up, whatever. And I was like, well, maybe I'll get the the Zelda HD remakes or whatever, because like you know I don't have those digitally, and that would be I never even opened the Wind Waker physical copy. It'd be nice to keep that sealed because that's gonna be worth something someday. I was poking around. 
And I was like, oh, maybe I'll look at, the, I'll look at this or I'll go pick up uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker is still 40, not, not Wind Waker. Wind Waker was actually 1999. But the Twilight Princess HD remake is still 50 bucks. Yeah. And like. Doesn't surprise me at all. What was the, what was the other thing that was, uh, that was there? Um, there was another game, one of their other first party games. Um, it was still $60. It's mm-hmm. like seven, eight years old and it's still $60. It I'm like, surprise me Nintendo all, doesn't man. care. It really doesn't Nintendo does me. not care. Of course not, because Nintendo yeah. won't, won't give you a break if they, and they don't, do not need to give us a demo of Zelda. The other thing, too, with the Wii U is that most of its good games have been moved over to the Switch now. There's very little reason to play a Wii U anymore. Yeah. There's, are there any games left stranded on Xenoblade it? Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, there's two main ones. Xenoblade Chronicles X and I can't think of what it. was the other one. There's another oh, one. Oh, um, Pokemon Tournament has that come over yet? Pokemon Tournament. That's the one that was seventy, still sixty bucks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how is that still sixty bucks? <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, that game is still trapped on the Wii U, but I mean, it's not like I particularly yeah, care. Yeah, it's not a great game. Um, Wonderful one hundred one. No, that no, came wait. to the Switch. Yeah, they made that. That's they made on that the for Switch. Switch. Yep. Um, a bunch of things actually. Yeah, that was um, from Nolan Bozo Zone. And uh, no, it was actually it's the no, it was the Zelda HD remakes. Okay. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD are still trapped on them. I mean, I, it's like I don't know why they haven't. They'll do them. it. You <laughs> think? Uh, you think? You think they would have done it by now? Yeah, yeah, you would think. Uh, so anyway, Xbox technically not at E3, but absolutely at E3, doing its usual, and it's good for us, obviously, covering E3 that they're going to have a huge Xbox press conference uh, because we can't really count on that anymore. As we found out with our E3 coverage also, like a, for, for the cer- last couple of years. For certain definitions of huge. What? For certain definitions of huge. Yeah. Press conference. I think I it'll know. be big. Eh, we'll see. It should be. All these studios, man, they should be ready to start showing some stuff, you'd think, anyway. Uh, another story from this week. Steam Deck just hit its one-year anniversary. Now that we're a year past it coming out, Matt, do you still have no interest in this at all? Zero. Yeah. I'll admit, when it came out, I had a little bit of FOMO when I started seeing people post in videos of them having it. Now that the dust has cleared a little bit, I the FOMO's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see a lot of people... I have no use case for this. I don't see a lot I of people on other... social media saying, like, my Steam Deck is invaluable. I don't know how I live without it. Like, I, I see some of it. Do you? But, like, I, I, don't, I don't have any need for this at all. Yeah. Zero. Like, I have a very powerful computer and oh, a very good monitor no and i have absolutely no interest in playing inferior versions of those games on that like i because I, I certainly wouldn't take this anywhere mm-hmm. it's huge and heavy and expensive yeah. and i wouldn't want to lose it or have it stolen or anything yeah i, I would never i, I just or i don't care it. yeah i don't i i, I it's so expensive it for what is. it is it's still it's still really expensive i mean it's kind of like the psvr2 and it's like yeah you're get you're getting your money's worth in terms of what the hardware they're giving you is but i just don't have any use for it my my PC is to the point now where I, I, it might be an upgrade to have a Steam Deck. <laughs> my PC, mm, I built it when mm. I launched Sifted, so that tells you how old it yeah, is. Yeah, I so. mean, look, if you got to share your your TV or whatever, if you're if you're talking about, like you know on top of each other in a family situation, yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Like, I get it. Or if you're constantly traveling and don't have time to sit down and play something at home, much sure. But for me, this has no purpose yeah. at all. It's it's a neat little hardware trick that they, they they can cram that on there. Like that's cool. That that you know. But I have no interest in paying for that i'd try some ones if they handed it to me the thing about steam deck that makes it different from other handhelds is it doesn't have these benchmark game releases that 
bring it back into the lexicon. Right. It's just a platform. You, you don't need it for anything. Yeah. It's so there's, it's never going to get like this exclusive game that everyone's excited for. Right. That everyone has to buy it. It's just this slow burn yeah, forever. Like even, like even the Vive slash Index had Half-Life Alex. Yeah. It had a yeah. couple games here yeah. and there where you're like, oh, wow, this is like a flagship This is just another game. way to do something. A pivotal moment yeah, for and the you, platform. And you either do want to do it that way or you don't. Yeah. Do it doesn't not. happen with this. So yeah. it's like once you have your initial sales But it's doing push, very well. Is it still selling? It's well? selling very well, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. Okay. So it, it definitely hit. I mean, it's doing better than VR. I couldn't so. find numbers for it for its first year to figure out how many it sold in the first year. I searched around for a while. I couldn't dig it up. So I don't know exactly how well it's done. I don't know if how obviously, honeymoon period. You're going to sell a lot more. I don't know how much it's fallen off over time as far as monthly sales. Um, but I also haven't seen. I haven't seen people like saying, oh, I couldn't live without this. But I, Matt, I also haven't seen anyone saying, I feel like I got ripped off or I regret mm -hmm. buying it. So you're probably right. It seems like most people who have picked it up have been happy with their purchase, but they're just not maybe screaming it from the rooftops. So yeah, I just know if I had one, I would never use it. Yeah. I would, it, you know, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, I wouldn't use it. Yeah. I hear you. Um, and then another piece of news from this week, and this is a little disheartening. Russian hackers have hacked video game developer GSE Game World. They're creating Stalker 2. They are located in Ukraine. They have been a part of Russia's sort of invasion on Ukraine. They've been dealing with it for a while now. They had to delay their game because of it. They finally got development on track, and then a Russian hacker hacked them and is trying to extort them by saying, we're going to ruin the game for everybody. We're going to put up all the cutscenes from the game. We're going to ruin the story for everybody. We have all your personal emails and your addresses, and we're going to release that. Well, I guess the good news is that the story of Stalker really doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's real. I mean, really, Matt, let's be honest. The big concern here. The concern is the privacy is of the targeting developers. the, the yeah. developers. Yeah. Um, this is real, by the way. This isn't something that's funny or that you just laugh about. This is real life. These are real people being threatened by other real people who are wrapped up in a real war. So that's total war. Yeah. Like that's that they're, they're even on this level. So, I mean, hopefully they have the backing of Microsoft on some of this in terms of like cash reserves to help fix some of this. But, I mean, I don't think there's any fixing if somebody hacks your stuff. Like they're going to put it out there. They are not going to negotiate with the hacker, by the way. They've already said mm -hmm. no way. Just yeah, put the you stuff out assume there. That, that, yeah, the, the, the ship has sailed. Um, and so you're going to see, and I would argue, and I would request this of you, that if you do see the leaks out there from this Russian hacker, that you do not watch them. I can't make you do anything, but I can ask you, and I would ask you that you support this studio and you do not consume the leaks when they get out there, because they're going to get out there. This is horrible, Matt. These people are just trying to make a video game. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's crazy what's going on. So anyway... Send all your positive vibes to the people at GSE Game World. They're trying to finish this game in the midst of all this insanity, the invasion that's going on, the hack. Um, so let's send them all the positive vibes and hope that they can get this game done. And it, ultimately, they all end up being safe. That's really the big concern here. Um, and then finally... Or as safe as you can be in the middle of all that. Yeah, right now. the insanity that's going on right now. And then finally, the last kind of small-ish story, um, Doug Bowser this week, who is the new head of Nintendo of America, 
just ironic name in video game it is executive <laughs> it wings. certainly is i've never met another person with the last name of bowser and it just so happens that he is the new president of nintendo of america um he did an interview with a publication in europe called the daily mail and he said in the interview that he foresees switch doing very well for the next several years what does that mean to you matt it means they do not want to give you a hint that a new system is coming until you buy Zelda. Is that what you think it is? Yep. There's another system coming. Well, of so. course. Yeah. And also, Switch is going to continue for several years. They are not going to push you to buy the new one over the Switch because they're going to be compatible. Right. So it won't matter. Like, the Switch will continue to sell just like their old handhelds did forever. Uh, this sent up the alarm. Switch Lite, in particular, can go... years beyond the release of the next switch or next system whatever it is it it made nintendo fans very uneasy because they took it as oh we're not getting like a new we're definitely not getting a new console at the end of the year this year i think you're not getting a new con no you might hear about it by the end of the year um and then there i think a lot of people getting is that coming out this year that's crazy i think a lot of people assumed that it might no not that was i agree with you i think best case scenario always was early next year yeah whatever the next system is is going to come out in a march yeah it will be they 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 hit it out of the park with that march release date with the with the switch and they are going to do that again no question that is when they want to release yeah so i don't um i don't know how much weight i would put in what doug said i've known doug for a long time but he was always kind of one of the underlings at noa for most of the time that i knew him he definitely earned his place there. He was he was there for quite a while before he was promoted. He's a good guy, um, and he knows how things work. He knew that what he said, what it was going to do, is my mm-hmm. point. Which they are makes not me a going nervous. to hint. They are not going to hint at a new system until Zelda has made its millions. Yeah, they don't want you waiting for the next system to buy that game, so you can play it at sixty frames per second. Yeah, so you can play 30. it the way it's probably meant to be played. <laughs> yeah. frankly, much yeah. like the first one. Yeah. It was the same deal. It mm-hmm. launched for both consoles. and Yeah, but in this case, they want you to buy it twice, probably. Yeah, they probably do. Um, but so, if, you, if you announce, like, yeah, a new system, we're going to talk about it later this year, there's going to be some people that hold off on Zelda because they're going to wait to play it on the better version, and they don't want that. Yeah, I don't think anyone should assume that what Doug said means that we're not going to get the Switch 2 until, like, 2026 or 2027. No, we're not, it's not going to be 10 years of Switch. No. But I do think that if you buy a switch now it's going to be viable for at least three or four more years oh yeah it'll be back they'll be backwards compatible for a long time and that is what doug was trying to do he was trying to keep people from becoming scared of buying the current switch Mm -hmm. that's really the method to his madness he's like we can't stop the switch train we need to make sure people keep buying our hardware Mm -hmm. If anything, you should take it as a good sign that our libraries are going to move forward with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I think it's encouraging because that's con- that's concerning. Yeah, you know, with Nintendo's history, you know, booting the Wii U up this this week definitely re- renewed that yeah. irritation. It's like look at all these virtual console games I have that I don't have anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then they haven't even gotten all of them on the fucking virtual the the Nintendo Online console, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, you know, like there's a bunch of stuff that I have on the Wii U that still hasn't made the jump to Switch. Yeah. Um, I think Vincent mentioned in chat that Pokemon Tournament actually did make it to Switch. So it really is mm-hmm. just those two games that you had mentioned. Yeah, so the Zelda remakes and Xenoblade Chronicles X would be the last things that yep. I'd like to see yep. make, the, make the escape. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if look, if you haven't bought a Switch all this time... And, and like, of course, Devil's Third. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't bought a Switch all this time and you're now you're like, oh, I think I'm ready to finally buy one, but now Doug Bowser's made me... Ner- D- don't, don't worry about that. Like, you can buy a Switch right now and you're still going to be satisfied with your purchase. It's going to be viable for many years to come. 
Um, if you're somebody who has an old Switch and you're thinking about either upgrading to the OLED or saving your money for the new Switch 2 or whatever the hell it ends up being called, I would say maybe you should upgrade to the OLED. <laughs> <laughs> I would say there's no reason to upgrade to the OLED, but... Uh, well, so I don't play a lot handheld. Mm -hmm. I finally did play a couple games handheld in the last couple months, and it does make a huge difference. Oh, it does make a huge difference, yeah. but as someone who doesn't play handheld, yeah. there's no other advantage. Yeah. I would just wait and... But I wouldn't buy anything Switch, Switch hardware related until we see what they do by the end of the year. Yeah. Because I think they will announce... They're going to start talking about it. Yeah, I think that they'll announce the, hard, the new hardware before the end of the year. We'll see. Yeah. But that's what I... I wouldn't surprise if that was a Game Awards thing. Yeah. That would be huge. But I think that's probably a good spot for it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Game Awards are about big enough for that now, and Keeley's relationship with them is good, so that would probably be my expectation. Yep. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, okay. That's it for housekeeping. Before we get on with the rest of the show, here's a word from our sponsor. <laughs> LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit International Competition. LS Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com. That's creamls.com. All right, people. Head out and get your LS cream right now. Go to creamls.com. There's a store locator there, or you can just go and learn about the product. Again, this was made by a sifter and a fellow gamer. Support your fellow gamers. Support your fellow sifters. You ready to do the show now, Matt? Yeah, I guess. We're 45 minutes in, we can start the show. Yeah, well, it's good that we had the housekeeping go that long because the rest of the show isn't that long. Hmm. Um, it has been a really slow week in the games industry, but there was one pretty big event and that was Capcom had... The timing's a little weird, Matt, honestly, for Capcom to have its spotlight with E3 kind of right around the corner. Also, don't forget, Matt, how we have tried to cover Capcom's E3 press conferences mm -hmm. the last couple of years, and they've been complete no. duds. Well, yeah, the thing, I do think you, you need to let go of the E3 mentality yeah. because it's not weird that they're it doing It doesn't seem like it matters anymore. Well, no, well, because also Capcom would rather go all by themselves than have to fight for mindshare the week mm -hmm. of E3. Like, so they can... Everybody's paying attention to Resident Evil 4 now, so they're going to tune in. They can slip in whatever else. They, not that they had anything else particularly interesting <laughs> yeah. to talk about, but yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Capcom had a little Nintendo Direct. It was supposed to showcase all the games that are coming out in the first half of 2023. And uh, as Matt just alluded to, there wasn't a whole lot. But there was one thing that was really freaking awesome. And that is that Capcom released a Resident Evil 4 remake demo. Not only did it release a demo for the game, it was basically the same exact demo that Capcom released back in 2004 for the original Resident mm -hmm. Evil 4. I have, I still have, the demo disc for Resident Evil 4. I was in Japan. Yeah, I think I have that somewhere. In 2004 for Tokyo Game Show. And I got that disc, if I remember correctly, at a Lawson's convenience store. <laughs> there was some weird, goofy thing you had to do. 
and you could go into Lawson's and you could get the demo disc. And I got it and I still have it. I don't know if it's worth money at this point. Maybe. I, you'd be surprised it was worth You know what I found in a, in a book, in my bookshelf that's worth money now? Rock Band Van Halen. Really? That little like in a sleeve. Yeah. It's like in a wrap. It's you know shrink wrapped in a sleeve because it was like an upgrade. You can just yeah, import yeah. Van Halen. Apparently that's worth money now. Interesting. Well, I played the living crap out of that original Resident Evil 4 demo. And again, I had a GameCube. Still have a GameCube uh, with a Switch on it, so I can play Japanese software on my GameCube. Um, and I was very happy to come home to the United States with that demo to be able to play it on my GameCube. Um, I played the crap out of that, and Matt. We get demos all the time now. Back then, demos were really rare. Like, you could get them in, like, official PlayStation magazine, and that was pretty much it. (laughs) They were not as common as they were in, like, the PS1 era. Like, PS1, you could get demos every every month from, like, three different magazines. From magazines, yeah. But, like, you couldn't just download them back then. Oh, no. But, like, all demos were like that. Now, demos are a dime a dozen. Or they were shareware. All the time. Um, And usually what happens is I play them once and I'm done. And, Matt, I played this demo, like, five times. (laughs) This demo is effing amazing. So I got hooked on it. I played it like five times. Then I started going on YouTube and holy crap at the stuff that's hidden in this freaking demo. It's insane. There are people that found parts of this world I didn't I didn't find. Like I was just trying to survive. And people kept playing it over and over and got so good at it that they just completely whooped the demo and just found every little nook and cranny, every weapon, every grenade, everything. It's amazing how much they packed in this and how much thought went into this. And again, I'm sitting playing this and it just totally took me back to 2004 and how I was this giddy kid at that point. I was a young man back in 2004. How giddy I was to be able to play Resident Evil 4 before everybody else because I was lucky enough to go to Japan and get the demo. Here I am, fast forward almost 20 years, Matt. Which is crazy to think about. I played it. Was that I played it? That Vegas thing they did a year before it came out. Yeah, and it, no one really knew anything about it yeah. then. I remember. I remember coming back because I was the only one who went to that, and I came back and I'm like, Resident Evil Four is fucking amazing, everybody. And you were like the only one who believed me. No, oh, yeah. Like everyone else was like, eh, it's Resident Evil. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, it's completely <laughs> different. Like, yeah, and then that demo came out, and I was like, oh, oh, it is good. The other thing, too, is that people found there was a a harder difficulty setting. So if you keep rebooting the demo, after you do it like seven or eight times, a message will pop up that'll say, do you want to play this on like this uber difficult level? Like, Oh, is it Guitar Hero Van Halen? No wonder I never opened it. Oh. I was over over Guitar Hero. I hardly ever played Guitar Hero. After the second one, I hardly ever played Guitar Hero again. Because Rock Band came out. It's like, why would I play Guitar Hero Exactly. Um, Justin Horman says, I played it until my knife broke, then shut it off. <laughs> what? Why? The the limited knife thing is annoying. I, it's a, I, I, but I'll, you find other knives. I'll be honest so. with you. I never had the problem. So the first time I played through this, I did not even try to do like the parry and deflections because the demo doesn't tell you about them. Mm-hmm. And then accidentally, I tapped the L1 button it's during key. combat and I saw him do this weird move and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a parry. Mm-hmm. And well, I knew he did that because of the trailers, um, where they, he's, he does that several times. So I'm like, okay, like I, I knew that was something, and like it's it's necessary at times if you're cornered. Oh yeah, you can get cornered in this demo big time. Um, but anyway, this I didn't even do it the first time I played through it. I didn't even use the deflect or any of it. And the second time I played through it, after I discovered it, then I started using it. And so if you do it perfectly, it will stun an enemy, and then you can deliver a shot. 
if you don't do it perfectly, it still stuns the enemy, but you can't immediately fire off that extra mm-hmm. shot after you stun them. So, Although sometimes you can kick them. Yep. Well, I mean, this game, just like the original RE4, you play it the same way. You headshot someone or you shoot them in the leg, and then they get a little white arrow above their head, and then you sprint up to them and you roundhouse kick them, you stab them with the, you finish them off, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's all context sensitive depending on where you are, your location to the enemy, if the enemy's laying down, if they're on their knees, it, that all plays into what ultimately happens to finish them. Whether you just do a roundhouse kick, whether you stab them in the head with your knife or some of the other finishers that were in the demo. Um, there I tried it at first. I'm like, oh, I'll shoot him in the knee and then I'll... <laughs> yeah, but as with all the remake Resident Evils, um, the zombies are way tougher they are. than they used to be. Like, having been replaying Resident Evil 2 remake a bit this week, I'm just like, one of the zombies took took 14 shots to the head. And I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> like, that's not how that should work. This demo is all about crowd control. Because yeah. it's very easy to get caught inside a building and have like. When eight- I'd forgotten some of it, because I'm like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Or I'm supposed to, I'm like, and then I was like, oh, wait, I'm just supposed to run around until the bell rings, right? Like, yeah. Like, I, I was trying to figure out where I was supposed to be. And I'm like, oh, no, I just stay alive. I've forgotten so much about this game. Well, I mean, pe- so people have become experts at this demo. I mean, yeah, you, obviously people are going to min. I mean, I played this, this, this demo twice. Yeah. And for a very different reason than yeah, you did. Yeah, you started so. on an Xbox, right? I started on Xbox, and I found it weird and squirrely, and he was too clunky to control, and I was getting caught by people constantly, and I was like, it didn't feel good to play at all. My, I, oh, by the way, what I was getting at earlier was my knife never broke. So mm. I played it five times. I never had the knife break. It breaks after, like, five uses. Really? Yeah. I never had that happen. Um, it's more more resilient than it was in two. Yeah, I that much. Yeah. Um, no, so I was I, I, I would try to I'd hit it, shoot a guy in the head, and when I'd, I'd correct for the recoil, the 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 reticle would bounce over his head, and I'd miss, or I wouldn't be able to hit him in time before he charged me. It was very frustrating. That's weird. And um, I was like, what the hell? And I, and I I was so irritated by it that I googled it because I was like, this doesn't feel even as good as the original at this point. And I googled it, and it turns out there's all this weird dead zone stuff problems with the Xbox version, and by extension the PC version that the PlayStation version doesn't have. And the um, bailout. I still love that scene where he jumps out. And the like window. there's a there's like and there's like comparisons and graphs on like the acceleration curve of even when you turn the the options up to faster. And stuff. I'm like that's weird. That's interesting. So I went and I downloaded the PS5 demo instead, and I played that night and fucking day. That's so weird. It's like playing a different game. <laughs> I hit every headshot. I got through the whole thing without no, with no problem whatsoever. No one ever touched me. Like, it was playing a completely different game. Wow. And I, and I, there, like, I don't, and people are like, oh, it's like, it's what been like hell? that. Like, they've had that problem on a lot of the, the Resident Evil remakes for some reason. Like, the Xbox and PC Dead Zones are different than on PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 feels better. And... So I went. That's it. So I went, and because all the Resident Evils are on sale right now everywhere because of the Capcom week and because Resident Evil's coming up and all that. So Resident Evil Two was like ten, fifteen bucks or something on PS Five. So I'm like, okay, I'll try. Like, I'm gonna buy that and see if it. Because I played it on Xbox. Originally, I played it on Xbox, and I liked it. But I did notice that the aiming was a little squirrely. I just thought it was like part of the game. I was yeah. like, you know, it's like that. You know, the classic. You know, this is we're talking about the series where originally the controls like, don't suck. Oh, the controls don't suck. Intense. It's because it's scary. <laughs> intense. Like no, the controls just suck. Like yeah. it's not. It's not scary that I don't. I can only aim three places and two of them are useless. It's just annoying. There's the um, dog, by the way. You find it dead. Yeah, that dog. I don't think like, that's permanent. I, that dog is going to come back at some point in the yeah. game. I think. But like I, so I downloaded Resident Evil Two remake and I started playing that again. 
night and fucking day. Like I'm like wow. I'm past where I got in the Xbox version. <laughs> like in half a day, I'm like this wow. is way better. I mean, I already liked Resident Evil remake a lot too. I, mean, yeah. I thought it was a huge improvement and really great. But the PlayStation now. version is even better. I'm just like, oh, look at this! All the fucking aiming works properly. I that's had no so idea. Weird. I had no that's idea. Bizarre. So as of right now, we're telling you the PlayStation so version. PlayStation Five or like I guess PC with mods. Maybe I'm sure you can address that in mods. You can't really do that on the Xbox. But yeah, having played both of them, and I'm gonna have Shane play the Xbox version before he leaves just to see, make sure I'm not crazy. Yeah. But like, how could they not fix that? It's, 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 I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe so they don't bizarre. think it's broken, but it feels broken. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel as good to play as the, I mean, I don't think I'm imagining it. There's, there's like literal, like, full videos showing, like, representations of the controller dead zones and how they're different and, like, the acceleration curve of the reticle is different. And it's, like, weird. I mean, it's weird in Resident Evil Village as well, apparently. I kind of want to replay all the Resident <laughs> Evil stuff on PlayStation to now to see, if, to, see if, yeah, to see if, like, one of the reasons I didn't stick with them is because, like, the aiming was annoying and I couldn't yeah. fix it. Um, it's bizarre. So, yeah, like, uh, I will be getting this on PlayStation, apparently. <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, again, I don't understand how they wouldn't fix it before. I don't know why they're not identical. Like, why, why, yeah, why not just make them all so the same? Weird. It's weird that they're different at all. It's but, really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my that was my investigative reporting for the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played it once on, on Xbox, kind of struggled through that, and then I played it on PlayStation and really enjoyed it way more. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I, I found the shotgun. I did not find bunch of the other i found some grenades i didn't there's find an anything. smg down yeah. in a well down underground that you can find yeah, i didn't find any of that i didn't kill the chainsaw guy i didn't either um i didn't even know you could do that i played you, it five times i couldn't kill it yeah i didn't know you could do that until you said so but i watched really. youtube videos where they killed two of them they played it on the harder difficulty setting and killed two mm. i couldn't kill one i mean he i i laid into him and yeah. he was just like whatever bro like <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I also, I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm good. I'll wait until the game comes out and it counts. Yeah. It's not like you can import your save on this. Yeah, thing. this one it doesn't. Also, did you notice the opening cinematic is different? Like it does. Maybe the, the final version will have it, but there's like you don't see the guys you're riding with. Oh in no, the they car. just skip. They skip that from the demo. You think they just skip the oh, cutscene? Yeah. Well, because the first thing he says is, "Let's figure out where they went," which yeah. makes no sense if you I mean, haven't they're seen. They're there. It. They show him getting burned at the stake. Right, but he says, "Let's figure out where they went." Yeah, it's Which weird means, that they cut that cutscene out. It's just less to download. I guess. So. It seems an odd choice to me. But anyway. Yeah, that, that, that happens a lot. This demo is the shit, by the way. <laughs> like I said, I played it like five. I never play a demo more than once. I got hooked on this demo and just kept playing it. And then was so hooked on it, I kept watching other people play it to find all this other stuff. Um, Nightwing3060 says, you can parry the enemy fist and cut their arms off. I didn't mm -hmm. see that. At all. I did that once, and I didn't really know what I did. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they can get good at that. You can also sneak up on people and stab them to death before they even right see you, neck. which is a, yeah. a new thing. Um, although there's an element of, like, the first time you can do that is, is off to the left here, where that, that woman's, like, kind of, like, raking the yard yep. or whatever. And I'm like, Leon, how do you know she's evil? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, they're all Las Plagas. They're all, yeah. you know, we, we know that. But... Leon just sneaks up on a local woman and just stabs her in the neck, and yeah. that's the end of that. I was like, okay. Like, I, guess, I mean, I know that he just saw them burn a guy to death, but maybe she w doesn't agree with that. I don't know. Like, I just I watched also a YouTube video where somebody translated what all the Ganados are saying through the whole thing. He just walked around and would get next to the Ganados and just listen to their voice samples and translated them, and they're creepy AF. <laughs> it's... This is sweet, dude. This I am. I don't know if I'm more excited for a game this year now than this game. 
honestly, Matt. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I'm definitely more excited for other things, but like, this is certainly the the best uh, translation I think we could have expected of this game. You know, they they've pretty much nailed it. I mean, I was also surprised how true it was to yeah. the original. Even having not played it in forever, I'm like, oh, all right, there's that house is there, and the bell tower's over yep. there, and the church is over here. Exactly. I was like, yeah, you need, yeah, it's all it's all recognized. Even the the buildings you come across on the way to the town square are yep. like, oh yeah, I remember this little shack thing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's little tweaks here and there and changes, usually in terms of the cutscenes. Like I think the way he interacts with the 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 first guy in the house is different. Like oh, it's way different. Like in the original, he doesn't even try to speak Spanish. Yeah, and this one he does, and then and the guy like, just swings an axe at him immediately. Yeah. this is like played; it plays out a lot longer, as you saw on the B-roll if you're watching earlier. Um, but yeah, you get trapped easily. Like if you get into a place that only has one way in or one way out, you could get in deep trouble where you're trying to force your way out of the out of mm-hmm. the building. Um, it was intense, man. I just felt like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time playing this, even after I kept playing it. Like a lot of times, you play something like this, you get over it, kind of. It doesn't have the same... I kept playing this, and it just kept bothering me, like, getting my heart rate going. Um, awesome demo. If you have not downloaded this demo, it's only for Xbox Series and PS5. It's on PC. And PC? Well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you do need a next-gen console if you want to play it on mm-hmm. your console. Um, this is was great. Again, like, it's just... I, you could actually, like, after I played it twice, you could conceivably finish this in, like, 10 minutes. If you just skip through all the cutscenes and just run everywhere and know exactly what you're doing. But, like, the first time I played it, it took me almost 30 minutes to get through it. Because I was ne- looking around and investigating and going through every nook and cranny once mm. I got into the village. There is a mod on the PC version that removes the timer for the so the bell never rings. Oh, so you really? You just play it forever. You can just keep fighting. I'm wondering if that's what some of the people on YouTube were using to be able to do some of the stuff they were doing. Maybe. They didn't mention it, like, at the, the opening of their videos or whatever. Um, but I was, I can't pleasant saying I was pleasantly surprised by this demo doesn't do it justice. I was literally like blown away by RE4 all over again. And I cannot wait to play the full game. Um, I've just, all the thought that just went into this little section. I'm just wondering if the rest of the game is like that. If they've, cause it is like they've for, at least for this part of the game, they have hit the perfect sweet spot between making it a lot like the original while still it making it not feel old. Mm. Like I didn't feel like I was playing a game that's twenty years old when I was playing this demo. Did you? Uh, a little. I mean, he still controls too clunky for me. Yeah. Um, but it's better. Like he can move faster while he's aiming and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. The, the only other thing that I like, only other criticism of it, and it's a criticism of all the RE remakes, is I do not like the plain white UI. No. Oh. Like the one that the, the fact that the button prompts everything is just like. It can blinding get plain white. Yeah, it's just it just feels very sterile for what this series is. It can also get lost in the backgrounds a little bit too. Yeah, um, I do like look at the, that moment right there. Look at that. I do like that the. the um, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Here comes sixties, and here comes Chainsaw Guy. That's my heart rate just jumped like ten beats per minute, like immediately. <laughs> yeah, and you, here I. You have a very different reaction to this stuff than I do. Oh really? My reaction is just like, oh fuck you! Like I'm like. <laughs> It's just annoying to me. It's like, okay, there's a guy I can't do anything about. Now I'm stuck down this hallway and I'll run past him and hope he doesn't like grab me and do the kill animation. There he does. Okay, let's do it again. Like, I don't find that scary. I find oh, I wanted to see the kill animations. Like, I'm here to. I'm well. That's it's, part it's, of the, the fun funny, of these Well, the games. funny thing is, like, they took out a lot of the really graphic kill animations for the chainsaw guy, but not for the normal Ganados. Yeah. Like, I got one where they literally cut.
cut his head off. Yeah. Like they, one of them held him down, and the other guy just took the hatchet and hacked Leon's head off. And yeah. I'm like, really? You, you remove the, the one where the chainsaw guy cuts his head off, but you kept that one? Like, that one yeah, was kind of worse. right. They did remove the decapitation with the chainsaw. Yeah. There, I saw two different death animations from Chainsaw Guy. And yeah, I only, I only saw that. Like, I saw that one and the one he does the same thing from the front. From basically. the front, yeah. But like the Ganados have way more variety in how they kill you. Also, by the way, the Ganados, if they throw stuff at you, you can use your parry on that too, yeah. and and it will actually deflect the item that they threw back at them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm sure there's a way to unlock for like a like a subsequent playthrough an infinite endurance knife. And I bet that'll be a fun. Second well, that'll be the first mod that everybody wants to. <laughs> well, usually the other games have had you've been able to get an an, an endless knife by doing something like the Resident Evil Two. It's it's shooting all the raccoon statues throughout the game, and you unlock an endless knife. Um, which on uh, the first one, I the the original the Xbox one, I learned the hard way that you cannot replace the knife your standard knife with that when you play again with it because. You know, when you get the knife at the beginning of Resident Evil 2, you use it to cut the, the tape off right. that box. Yep. You can't cut the tape off the box with the the unlocked knife. Really? You have to use the one that the, <laughs> that the cop gives you. That's bizarre. And I ran around with it, like, not understanding why I couldn't progress until I switched back to the... I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to be that way about it. I yeah. See. Um... The variety of the Ganados in the village, way more types of yeah. Ganados than there was in the original Resident Evil 4. I was a little surprised no tentacles popped out. Yeah. Uh, did that Even happen with headshots. In this, did that happen in this area no. in, in the original? No. I feel like you it did. You still didn't really know what was infecting the... You, in fact, you thought it was some kind of cult-like religious, right. like, supernatural thing when you played through this section. But I feel like rarely they would pop out in this I area. don't think in this part, no. no? Because then after this, you meet, finally, the bald dude. And that's when you start to realize that it's actually another bio kind of weapon at, thing. It only happens at night. That's right. Uh, Remember when you were worried that this was going to be at night? Yeah. Because the forest was at night? And I was yeah, like, no, it I, think out, the, just at dusk. I think the sun is just going to rise. Yeah. And there, yeah, it's, it's daytime by the time you get to the village. Yep, Absolutely. Um, I love this demo. I am hyped for this game. I can't even put into words how I'm excited I am to play this I game. I mean, I'm, I mean, this is. I mean, look, this is kind of the standard Resident Evil. You know, it was the original demo. It's sort of the first thing everybody plays in Resident, Resident Evil Four, and as it goes, like, oh, this is different from you know, this is very different from what the other games had been so far when this came out. Yep. Um, and like for me, I'm I'm more interested in what the other later stuffs. You know, I want to see what the lake monster looks like. I want to mm -hmm. see what the what the giant ogre things look All like. All of it. Like there's a bunch of other stuff in the game I'm more interested in than this section, which I find to be a, you know it's a very promising sort of like oh cool they nailed it, um, but this is not the most exciting thing to be sort of running around trying to get away from guys with limited ammo is because eh. it's not how I play these games I play these games very sparingly I'm, I mean you know, it just I'm just I don't felt kill like I'm being terrorized every corner you turn there's two more ganados now like see again to me I'm just I'm just irritated like, I'm just like you know fuck it because again in real life. You could push these people. You could kick them. You could. Like, you, it's you're, it's too limited for it me. It does to get really a little get awkward. It. Like, it's too limited for me to feel like really like immersed in it. Uh, so to me, it's, I'm just it's me versus game mechanics more than anything else, which is fine. That's Resident Evil to some degree. But see, notice but, like I, I turn around because I'm like, oh, there's three. I turn around and there's six people chasing yeah. me. It's like those moments. You're like, oh shit, six people. Oh, 
Well, now what? You turn around, the three people, I don't know. Yeah. Whereas my reaction is like, fuck you, where did you come from? You weren't there. Like, you just spawned <laughs> so out of nowhere. It's weird that you play games like that. I play horror games like that because they don't, they don't it's scare. Like you're, it's almost like you're trying intentionally to not get scared. No, because I don't get scared. I'm not afraid of, it, of a video game. And mostly I find the horror conventions in video games to be irritating. So you don't get scared by movies either? No. You never get scared by media? No. Why? Because it's That's not real. That's weird, Matt. That's not it, normal. I don't You're care. the anomaly in that. Sure, but I'm fine with that because it's not real. I'm not afraid of any of well, that. Well, everybody knows it's not real. It's like, not, do you think that people get scared by this stuff think it's real? I don't know why they get scared by it. Like, why do you get... Have you ever cried watching a movie? Yeah, because... Well, I, how is that any different? It's because, invoking emotions. It's not... That didn't really happen, Matt. The person in the movie didn't really die. Right. But it made but, you cry. Well, didn't so make, why are you okay with well, crying? I, I am not, not being not, scared. I have not cri- I'm not okay or not okay with it. It just doesn't happen. I am not afraid of movie things. I'm Surely a- you can see where this is a little weird, Matt. I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't react to this that way. I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid. I'm also not particularly afraid of things in real life that aren't an actual threat. Like, yeah. well, and, I mean, people, and people do. Just- I mean, look, I can't tell you one thing. I went to a thing that was supposed to be like a haunted cocktail thing a couple weeks ago. And as we walked in, you know, there was nobody in there because we were a little late. And one of the ushers was in the bathroom and coming out of the bathroom behind me. And she comes up behind me and screams right behind me, like, like full volume right behind me. And I just and I and the people I was with like jumped and I turned around. I was like, oh, you uh, like you mean jump scares don't even scare you. A jump scare in like a if I'm in a movie like the Chinese theater with the big if a if a big bass hit happens like yeah I'll, I'll I'm not even saying scared I'm like startle you like jump startle scares, it, yeah they do startle you well like if the if the bass is loud enough and it rattles me like I'll react to that yeah because it's, because it's a physical hit yeah but like I can act, if I'm just watching TV like here and like on my on my TV in a jump scare no. That's a yeah. shame. I would not want to be like you. Mm-hmm. I like being like me. Like, I like being affected by media. That's why I watch it. If I sat there like a piece of stone, like, why would I even watch or play anything? Like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get know. It. I just, I, I, that's one of the reasons I don't care much about horror movies. It's because, like, it, I, they don't do the thing they're supposed to do to me. So the ones I like tend to be, have more to say or more to do or, like, they're a really interesting like way or, 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 or a technical achievement or, like i think texas chainsaw the original texas chainsaw massacre is cool because you're like they just did that yeah you know they did all that in camera they i mean it's gross but like yeah. they you know they, i like i i appreciate the artistry on this I, you know, like i like the nightmare on elm street movies because they're creative and like you know the kills are weird and you can you're like oh how do they do that and then like you'll see how they did it and they did it so it's so it's like Oh, like how did they do the thing where the bed goes? Like they just build a giant set and actually flooded the bedroom with flood. Like that's yeah. cool to me. Like I like to see that. So, but it doesn't scare me. Interesting. Um, the closest, although I will say, I think Freddy is the closest to a scary concept to me. Did you say Freddy? Yeah, the, the, something that can kill you in your dreams because uh, you can't control you're it. Well, yeah, because you can't run away from that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you can technically, you theoretically, if you got to a car, Michael Myers would not catch you. Yeah, right? yeah. Maybe for a, year, a few years later. Yeah. Or like it follows. <laughs> slowly walking all slowly across the country. I thought it follows was creepy because yeah, it was be, good. not not necessarily because of what it was, but because no one else could see it. No one else mm-hmm. would necessarily understand what was threatening you. Yeah, um, that kind of thing. Like it's the idea. Like Alien. I like Alien because it's the, the metaphor is powerful. Okay. Um, but yeah, in, gen, in terms of things that are actually like boot, like yeah, it doesn't. But and so in games. Um, like I like Dead Space in part because Dead Space does not limit your movement and your abilities to the degree that you're hampered to in the name of fear. Trying to you know? create fear. Yeah. Like it's like no, just move. Resident yeah, Evil like, is still a little guilty of that. For it sure. is. I mean, four is the because, least. Like, four is the least guilty of it up to this point in this. I mean, maybe five and six even go even further with that. But I think they lost. You can the also use it to your advantage though. So as I played like the third, the fourth, and the fifth time, and I started actually just 
you know, being comfortable playing the demo, I started doing what I did with the original Resident Evil, which is like manipulating the AI. Because the AI, if you could go into the building and go upstairs and then go out the window, out onto the roofs, they have to single file get out of the window and they'll all mm -hmm. follow you up in there. And so I was jimmying like the AI and the traversal oh, myself. Yeah. To but take like ever, you've of always it. done that in Resident yeah. Evil. It's like, you know, even in the remakes, like liquors can't open doors. Yeah. So you open the door, hit it with a shotgun, jump back Shut in the, the door. door. If, you, yeah. if, you, if you're yeah. low on ammo and don't want to brisk it, yeah. or if the liquor's with zombies, you go behind a door, wait for the zombies to bust the door down, kill the zombies, then deal with the liquor on its own. Or like, just use a grenade on the liquor. That's <laughs> new. Well, yeah, flash, really flashbang will work on those the liquor. That's one like, enemy that I'm like, you know what? I've been hoarding this grenade. I'm going to use the grenade on the liquor. Yeah, but I also like, annoying. They are annoying, but also there's very few things more satisfying in terms of enemies in Resident Evil 2 than hitting a liquor out of in midair with true. a shotgun. Yeah. And then it's just like, on its back and like, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wish you could stomp them. That's the one thing I yeah. missed from Resident Evil 4 is the ability to stomp things. Yep. Yep. And Dead Space. Dead Space has the stomp, which is a nice yeah. touch. I had a blast with this demo. Um, if you guys haven't played it yet, I highly recommend going and giving it a whirl. It's not really spoilerific because it's like one of the most iconic parts of the game that no, everybody knows. Also, it's different every time, really. Yeah. So there's not you can't really spoil anything. Yeah. It, like, it changes like every time you play because you never know how things are going to play out, whether you're going to get cut off, you're going to have to go a different way. And again, there's all these secrets in it, too, that we're not going to spoil here on Game Face. Uh, but if you really get into the demo, hunt around on YouTube and you'll find some stuff in there that you're like, oh, wow. Like, they really put a lot of thought and time into this. It's pretty impressive what they've done with this demo. So anyway... Undoubtedly, that was the highlight of Capcom Spotlight. Um, and then less important stuff followed. First up, Street Fighter VI. Um, didn't get a whole lot on this, Matt. Here's one thing I'd say about Street Fighter VI is it feels like they've already run out of stuff to promote and they have three months to go. Mm -hmm. So this one, they start out, they talk a little bit about a quick, fo there's like a quick focus on the world tour mode and the battle hub. And then the big announcement was that they announced the final color commentator. Hikaru <laughs> Takahashi is the final color commentator for the game. Sure. And that's where they're at now with this. Is that they're and like yeah, there's not much left to say. That's enough yeah. right. Like it's that's nothing. Like they're like, "Oh, we have 3 months we, before this game comes out. How do we keep people interested?" I don't know that they have the stuff left to keep people interested until then. It's kind of interesting. It feels like they kind of well, I think it's started a little early maybe on this game. Well, luckily for them, I think that Basically, I think the conversation is going to be entirely about Resident Evil 4 for the next month and yeah, a half. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And then you're going into May, and you're going to be hitting uh, Zelda time, mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to get any Street Fighter hype in Edgewise during Zelda month. Yeah. So doing it now is kind of when they have to do it. I guess. Basically, you're gonna, you do, you, you've, you've shown your hand on this, then you get to dominate the conversation with Resident Evil for a while, then Zelda's going to take over for a month at least, yeah. and then this comes out. Yeah, that's this comes out it. June 2nd, by the way, if you guys are wondering. Mm -hmm. um, don't forget, it's PS5 and PS4, but it's only coming to Xbox Series X. It's not coming to Xbox One and PC. And Matt, this does is... Does it run on Series S? I don't know, actually. Hmm. It probably does. I think there's My a requirement guess is it probably still. does, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is interesting, Matt, this is starting to become a pattern where third parties are releasing their games for PS5 and PS4, but only Xbox Series and not Xbox mm -hmm. One. Well, I mean, that's understandable. Oh, I totally get it. But it has been, like, for a long time, this publishers so were goofy. like, we're going to continue to support the old Xbox. And now they're like, nope, not anymore. Um, so it I mean, really does limits. feel... What'd you say? There's limits. Yeah. Um, although, I don't know, Gears 5 running on the OG Xbox One says there may not be as many limits as you think. Yeah, well, 
we never know. Yeah. I doubt Gear 6 will work on the, on the Xbox. One. I highly doubt it as well. Um, so anyway, Street Fighter 6 coming on June 2nd. They, they pretty much just put it in there, so it was in there. So Capcom fans know um, that it's coming in a couple months. And yeah, yeah you kind of got it. it. You, you, not mentioning it would be weirder. It would be. You're right. So they didn't have anything to say, but at least I did show it. Um, next up, a game called Exo Primal. Which is a cooperative dino shooter, basically. Don't ask me why they've created this new IP instead of just reworking Dino Crisis to make it work within this framework. But this I is have what a hard done. time believing a remake of Dino Crisis in the, the vein of Resident Evil wouldn't do well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it would do exceedingly well. Yeah. Um, if Look, even if they wanted to try to do something like this, which obviously they're like, everyone's like, we need on an ongoing game. We need some kind of a game that people can play and keep giving us money for the next three or four years. That's what they're shooting for with this. But again, there's no reason they couldn't have repurposed Dino Crisis to make it work in this framework. I think that the main reason I think they didn't do it is because people don't want a new Dino Crisis they want remake. The remake. They, they don't, yeah, they don't want a reboot or some kind of new Dino Crisis permutation. They want Dino Crisis. Remade. Yeah. Which I... Hey, I get it. I, yeah. I agree. And look, man, even, I mean, Dino Crisis 2 is still really good, too. I mean, it yeah. still plays pretty well for what it is. It um, does. Because they turned that into more of a straight action game yeah. than a survival horror. And, it, and that's the thing is, like, the concept worked for both things. It worked for that kind of the more action game version, and it worked for the survival horror version of the first one. Yeah. And it's bizarre to me that they just won't do that. Like, I mean, this game is bizarre. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, this reminds so me more weird. of Dino Crisis 3 in the sense <laughs> it's like, why is all the mech shit in here? Why do I have yeah. jetpack? It's such a strange thing to do with the dinosaur idea because it's like really if you're going to make a dinosaur fighting game you're trying to agree you're trying to capture the Jurassic Park thing yeah. you're trying to do a Jurassic, the Jurassic Park game nobody ever made the fence broke right? <laughs> yeah and one thing is we can all agree on about Jurassic Park 3 is that nobody shows up in mech suits right so what are you doing <laughs> I know like yeah. I think regular people with maybe some slightly advanced tech, like running around trying to, is more interesting than doing anthem with dinosaurs. Like, okay, I mean, but okay, whatever. That's that's a good way to describe it. That's really what this is. This is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and as you see there, it is coming out on July fourteenth. It got its release date, but the big announcement for this, and it makes a whole lot of sense, is that it will be available on Game Pass day one. This is one yeah. of those games that is custom made for Game Pass because people would not give two squirts of you know what about this game. Unless they were going to get to try it for free. I mean, free. at least it means I'll play it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't pay money right. for it. Um, and so you look at a game like Outriders. It got a huge bump from mm -hmm. being on Game Pass. It didn't survive, ultimately. Once in That back, is just silly. Back for Blood, same <laughs> deal. Like, it had a huge bump out of the gate with Game Pass. It's already dead. They They've already announced they're not doing anything else for the game. So... It's a brief reprieve game pass, but it doesn't guarantee that your game is a service. No, people live. still got to spend money on the microtransactions to Ultimately. make it worthwhile. Like yep. You got to keep it alive somehow. So I don't have high hopes for this game, but the other good news is there is an open beta for it that launches March 17th and it runs until the 19th. It will be available for everyone to play. So everyone's going to get a chance to give this a go. Obviously, on PlayStation, you actually have to actually pay for the game. You won't get it free on Game Pass like you do on Xbox um and this game is coming to pc playstation 4 and 5 and xbox one on july 14th and again it is day it is game pass day one and an open beta march 17th through the 19th next up Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. We got to look at this not too long ago we already have we already had one trailer for this they just released the second one 
Not a ton of new information in this. Whoa, that is some sprite smoothing. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what this is, back in the GBA era, Mega Man Battle Network was a huge franchise. In fact, it tried to emulate Pokemon sometimes, where it would have like two versions released at once with different Mm -hmm. colors for each one. Um, They're turn-based strategy RPGs, but the grid, as you can see, is really small. It's like six by three. And it's real time. Yeah. You're moving around in real time in addition to choosing moves. Yep. It's a, it was a unique kind of little spin-off of Mega Man that did mm-hmm. pretty well on the GBA, but they weren't I mean, like I mean, like, they got a bunch. It was like, I mean, like six of them or something. Yeah. Like, well, well, there's ten. There's ten of them? Yes. Wow. So the first, so there's two. So if you buy the physical version, you get all ten games on one card. If you buy it digital, the games are split up, which is really weird. I have no idea why they're doing it this way. And one, one drop has six games. The other drop has four games. Again, no. no oh, idea. so they're counting the the different versions as their own games. Yes, that's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. But you know, they're trying to make it seem like there's more value yeah. there than there actually is. And they don't have the. I assume they don't have the the whatever the one the, the action one. They made an actual like more standard Mega Man style game for the GameCube out of, out of this. That was one of the hardest damn things I've ever played. Yeah. Like I could barely get past the first boss. Yeah, but uh, network transmission or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, these games had a cult following back in the day, back mm-hmm. in the GBA era, which was the early aughts. So these games are pretty old at this point. They have done some stuff to them, though. There's a new high-res filter. That Th- filter is gross. Yeah. There's an image gallery with over a thousand illustrations. There's a music mode where you have a music player. This is coming to PC, PS4, and Switch. And as I said, if you buy the retail version, you get all the games in one. If you buy it digitally, they're split up. Um interest in this matt minimal no yeah i mean i did like a couple of these back in the day um i don't really feel the need to play them again yep i feel this is for the kids who were like you know 30 now and played them when they were young i mean they're also very simple as far as strategy RPGs yeah you really go. just you like, really should probably you just need to play like one of the later ones and you got you got it i mean like, i would recommend just buying marvel's midnight suns instead or something like that yeah well yeah i mean but if you want this like i mean it's, it's a lot of games but it's like they're all the same game mm-hmm. to a large degree it's really so. hard to tell the difference between them other than the plots and those plots evolve real slow in those games they take a while quite a while to finish so um, again, it's coming out on April 14th um, for PC, PS4, and Switch. Uh, next up, Ghost Trick. This game is from 2011. Is that right? It feels older than that. Is it older maybe. than that? I thought it was a DS game from like 2010 or 2011. It was a, it was a DS. It was like, yeah, it was It was a DS game. And it was from, I think it's from the Ace Attorney team. Really? Or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a thing. It was a minor stir back in the day if you were into the weird ds capcom stuff and there was plenty of it it's a detective adventure where you play as a ghost trying to find the identity of your killer it's a very unique concept and idea and i'm kind of surprised that we haven't gotten more of these over time um did you like this when it came out yeah i remember liking it it was kind of a thing like i i remember like my our group of you know journalists or whatever we were all kind of playing it and into it i don't think it really did well financially though no, but it did well enough that it's been ported to like 30 different things. I mean, yeah. it's on everything. Yeah. Phones and and uh, I think it's on the Switch and all. It's, it's, it's persisted. Yeah. In it, a way that uh, the world is the world ends with you kind of hasn't. Yeah. In a weird way. It's true. Um, this is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. It launches on June 30th. 
So still a ways out for this one. Um, but I recommend it to somebody who... Yeah, if you haven't played it, it's worth playing. Yeah. For some you know younger people who watch the show um, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you weren't around when these games came out, it's good. Um, it deserves being revived. If you weren't around in 2011, later. you maybe shouldn't be watching the show. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Um, let's see. Next up, Monster Hunter Rise, the Sunbreak expansion. Here comes a big expansion for Monster Hunter Rise now that it's available on other platforms. Um, I do wonder if Capcom regrets releasing this exclusively for Switch. It did pretty well on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guarantee... Capcom would have made more money if this was multi-platform right out of the gate. At least I think it would have. It seems to have done okay. Yeah, I mean, it's done well enough. I'm sure they've turned a massive profit on it like they always do on these games. Um, did you even play the base game, Matt? No. Yeah, I thought you'd skip that one. I don't... I, I, I know that I don't like Monster Hunter. I don't need to play this anymore. <laughs> I did got, play... I've, it's gotten enough chances. Yeah. I did play the base game for probably too many hours, but I really have no interest in this. For me... A Monster Hunter fix once every three or four years is plenty for me. Like, every few years, I they release a new one. I play it for 30 hours or something like that. I'm like, yep, it's the same damn game with different monsters, because that's mm-hmm. pretty much what they are. And my guess is this DLC will be the same damn game with different monsters. <laughs> but if you're hooked into it, it's good that they're supporting it so much post-launch. If you are a Switch owner who bought it, like you have to be really happy with your purchase at this point. If you enjoyed the base game, they just keep giving you new content. Um, and because it was released on all these other platforms, now Capcom has motivation to keep releasing more content for it. So it'll be interesting to see when Monster Hunter World 2 is finally announced, when mm-hmm. Capcom is finally willing to sunset Monster Hunter Rise and get ready to start revving up the hype engine for the next one that's going to hopefully be a PS5 and Xbox Series exclusive. That might be of the first real jump for that series in a while. Mm-hmm. Having the power of those consoles to build yeah, the world. I mean, the world was a jump. Yeah. Like, it no, was. Yeah. That's a good point. It just feels so long ago. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Because they also supported that with tons of DLC mm-hmm. after the after the fact. Um, and then the final announcement in Capcom's spotlight was Resident Evil Death Island. Can't show you any footage from it because it'll send up copyright strikes. I'll still never understand why we can't ever run footage of trailer, movie trailers mm-hmm. or TV show trailers or Netflix trailers. All that stuff throws up copyright strikes. What? Maybe you have insight into that, Matt. I don't know. Why is that? I don't know. It's so weird. But like, it's so like I was. My I, guess is it's just easier to find because you know exactly what the video is. Yeah. Whereas like the game footage, it's harder, especially if you're capturing your own. Maybe. Yeah. It's easier to fingerprint. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, and detect it. Maybe. Uh, but it's annoying, so we can't show you what Death Island looks like. But it is a CG film starring Leon Kennedy, Chris Redfield, and Rebecca Chambers. Do we need more of these, Matt? I would say no, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, if, I, I don't know who the people out there who think the interesting part of Resident Evil is the story. story. <laughs> but, like, okay, why not? I feel like most of the people who like this stuff are really young, like, preteens. I think they're really old, like, people who could never got over the 90s. Really? Yeah. I couldn't imagine most being of, an adult and watching one of these most and being of the like, peop- I feel edified. No, most of the people <laughs> I know who watch these things are our age. Really? Yeah. They're so bad. Yeah. Like, that most recent Resident Evil series that launched on Netflix, I couldn't make it through the first episode. Oh, that was terrible. It was yeah. so bad. And I, 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 I do recommend getting for, far enough in that you get to see the line, uh, it's you, Wesker, you're the evil resident. <laughs> Really? That's it's a in real there? line. That's a real line in that in that show. Okay. 
What episode was that? I think it's the finale. I think it's uh, the final episode. I, I definitely never would have made it there. You're man. the evil resident <laughs> is an actual thing a human being says on camera. So Yeah. It, it is kind of funny because I did feel like for a while, and actually today's Ask Shane Anything that was published this morning, it's almost all about like gaming-based TV and film. For whatever reason, you guys asked a ton of questions about it. So I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of already touched on this earlier today, honestly. I filmed it yesterday. I love that there was a whole thing about with the people talking about like, oh, Last of Us, totally the best video game adaptation ever. And a couple people were like, no, the best video game adaptation ever is Pokemon. De- to, Detective to, Pikachu? No, to the anime, oh. like, like the TV series. And I'm like, <laughs> they didn't even get Pikachu's design right yeah. in the show. Like, they had to change Pikachu's design in the game to match the show yeah. because the show was so different. What are you talking about? Well, sadly, like... It's not, it's not like you had to really... Ma- also, like... Ash isn't even the kid to play in the right, game. Like that's right. the, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the Resident Evil movies, because forever gaming movies were just abysmal. But the the ones that were like passable were the Resident Evil movies. What was the girl that starred in those? Not Mila, Mila, jo- Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. They were like passable. They weren't good. They were not passable past the first one. Yeah, you're honest. probably right. I mean, actually, yeah, you're right. But the first one was like I watched it and was like I was only moderate. I, I kind of mostly recognized that, yeah. And then they, I mean, I, I, I think I saw them up to three, and like the, yeah. the, ne- the one with Nemesis in it, and that was enough. Yeah. And um, now, ironically, they've been lapped. They're like they were just, the they worst were just, It was just movies. her husband making movies for her to be in. Pretty basically. much. Yeah. Um, my, the only, the, my best yeah. memory of the of Resident Evil movies is we we saw the the press screening of it at uh, in San Francisco when we were at Tech TV. I can't remember if you were there yet. Um, I think you were. Yeah, it was X Play era, so you would have been there. You would have been there, and we went and saw it. And we were sitting in the press section, and um, there's a critic for the San Francisco Chronicle named Mick LaSalle, who I always hated or love hated reading growing up because he has the polar opposite taste in movies of me, which does make that, him a useful critic. That can be useful because yeah. if I saw like the <laughs> on the San Francisco Chronicle, they, they rated them with like it was a little man in a theater chair, uh-huh. and it was like it went from like him jumping out of the chair applauding for the top for like five out of five yeah. to an empty chair yeah. for like zero for like one out of five. And if I saw the empty chair from Mick LaSalle, I knew I was going to like you that go movie. Buy a ticket right away, which makes him a useful <laughs> critic. It does. Like I don't have to agree with him to get information from him, but um, he was just one. He's just one of those like he you know, he likes all the artsy, likes you know he likes the starving starving whale movies kind of thing, and like he hates all the popular stuff. So uh-huh. as a kid, I was obviously like, ah, screw you. you, you hate the Ninja Turtles movie. I don't like you. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But we were it's just waiting in and. And Adam Sessler comes in and sits next to me. He's like, dude, you are never going to believe what's happening outside. And I'm like, what? I'm like, he's like, Mick LaSalle is not. It's like, it, it was it was run by two different PR companies. It was like Paramount and Universal. It was like two com- two distribution companies. And he wasn't on either of their lists to get. Oh. I mean, Mick LaSalle should be on every, every movie list, list yeah. in San Francisco by default. Like you, so the, he was losing his mind. So he was like, no, do you not know? He was literally oh, doing he, the do you know who I am thing, <laughs> which was for once justified. because. It, and, and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And then like two minutes later, Mick LaSalle comes in and sits next to me. Oh, in the, no. In the, like, sits down next to me and like, Adam and Mira, He sits next to me and I'm like, oh, my God. Mick he's, and he's, he's like, I cannot believe the fuck. I got to. This is the fourth movie I not need to see this bullshit like like, he, like the man had just seen movies all day and the last thing he had to do was watch this stupid video game movie and he was n- not happy to have had to fight his way in to see a movie he didn't even need to see and i'm like this is the best thing that's ever happened in a movie theater <laughs> that's great man <laughs> and then resident evil played and 
And both you agree with them. We on agreed that with it. Yeah, yeah Mikkelsen <laughs> and I were right, right there on that one. There you go. Uh, so that's it for the Capcom spotlight. Again, E3 is kind of around the corner at this point. Um, my guess is whatever Capcom does at E3, if anything, who knows at this point if anyone's going to do anything for E3. But if it does, my guess is it will then focus on the stuff coming in the second half of 2023. So mm. um, that's pretty much Capcom's landscape up until like June, July-ish, which means it has one big game for the first half of the year pretty much which seems a little weird yeah, for a two. big third party publisher what's the second one true fighter oh yeah yeah i guess that counts because that comes june 2nd yeah. yeah yeah you're right so two that's crazy think back to like the playstation 2 era how many mm-hmm. big capcom com games would release in a six-month period back then like 12 was a lot yeah they were just pumping them out yeah at that point different time to different be fair era. they paid a price for that eventually like you can only put out so many chaos legions yeah. before you got to come home yeah hey thank god for chaos legion that's how we got x-play done every week games like that yeah like i don't think we could do a show like x-play now they're just aren't chaos legion i remember was the first because that was the first one i remember where they came in and they did the big presentation and like you know because we were i was the low man on the totem pole i was the one had to do all the presentations all the demos with the with the pr people that nobody else wanted to do um, and I, it was new enough to me that I'm like, oh, cool. I get to see that. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never even heard of this game. And I'm like, oh, there's a reason I haven't heard of this game. Um, <laughs> you were young and naive then, and after, Yeah, and after that, I kind of went back to our you know, the showrunner, and I was like, so when I'm being shown something that is clearly garbage... Is it okay? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, do I act like do I act like I agree with them, even though I can tell they think it's garbage, too? Like, what is the protocol there? She's like... Yeah. And she was like, eh... Play along with them until eventually you get to know them well enough that you don't have to play along with them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that was true. That was eventually like, once even you got to then, know each other well enough, there was sort of a thing. It's like, yeah, we know what this is, but we're going to do the deal. We're going to do the Even then, job. though, if you got too lippy about a game, oh, no, yeah, you they'd couldn't still get... be like, what? Like, you're not supposed to do that. There's, every once in a while, you'd like, uh, the, the Batman Dark Tomorrow event, the people <laughs> there knew exactly what they had. Uh-huh. And they still did an event for it. They did an event for it, but like everybody, I was the only one that played the game. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone else was just getting free drinks. And I'm like, I'll just play the Batman drunk. game. Yeah. I, I'm, I was excited about a Batman game because I was so super new. And and all the developer, everybody, all the Chemco people were around, <laughs> around me. The, like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I'm just like, it's, it's kind of hard to play. Like, it's not very good. Like, I was good friends with a PR person back then named Natalie Saltzman. And she had been repping that game all along. That game kept being delayed mm-hmm. and delayed and delayed. And I was the GameCube guy at GameSpot. And, like, it's a Batman game. And there hadn't been a Batman game in forever. And people, our, our viewers were like, dude, what's going on with this bat? I harassed her constantly. And then finally mm-hmm. I go to that event and I get to play it. And I just remember the first scene. He, like, comes down on his bat rope. And I could not figure out how to get him off, off the bat that, rope. Yeah. So he just kept going up, up and, and down. down up up and, yeah. Like a yo-yo. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember she walked over and she goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And that was it. Literally one of the mm. worst games of that entire generation. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's uh, saying something. It is. <laughs> yep. So there you go. That's Capcom Spotlight. Uh, I'd probably March, I'd play Suicide Squad over that. Yeah. I'd rather, oh, I'd rather play Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 50 times <laughs> I'd rather play Suicide Squad than play that Batman game. Um, and again, probably we'll get more from Capcom around E3 time frame. Whether they do an E3 press conference or not, I would not hold my breath. Next up. Another kind of big event. In fact, it was an event that I didn't think was going to have anything of relevance in it. And as it turns out, I was completely wrong. Nacon, one of the smaller 
publishers, they, they kind of peddle in like double A games, Matt, and there's not many of those anymore. It, typically now you have either a publisher that makes big triple A big budget mm. games, or they're like an, an indie publisher where it's all like 2D, arty kind of stuff. It's very rare to find publishers today that make 3D games that are aspiring to be AAA that just don't quite get there yet. And that's kind of what Nacon is. Um, I guess another publisher like that would be 505, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. 505. I know 505 stuff more. Like, I, like Nacon, like, you say that and I know that word, but I can't tell you what they have done. Yeah. Embracer's another one. Right. Making good games, but not amazing games. Like, decent budgets, but not gigantic budgets. And that's what we get with Nacon. But as it turns out, Nacon actually showed some stuff in this. That at least one game that we're about to talk about, people were kind of freaking out over, Matt. And that mm. game is Robocop. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Robocop Rogue City. And... That is, that is a choice in 2023. I will be honest with you, Matt. I have no idea why some people are like all over this game i really have no clue because people like robocop it is one of the most ridiculous absurd trailers i have ever watched in my life i mean i get it there are robocop fans out there there's hasn't been even a decent robocop game in forever yes there was one the original data east arcade game is pretty good that, when i was saying in forever that's mm. what i meant like that well, arcade haven't made game from that, like what was the, the last robo what was the last robocop game like robocop versus terminator I think, on the maybe. super nintendo and genesis a long like, time yeah so this ip's been gone and some people really like it i get that part but this is this trailer is so absurd first he walks into the bathroom there's some girl sitting on the toilet babbling about selling drugs He's just like, okay, got the drugs. Now I go kill. <laughs> he goes. I think that's Anne. I think that's oh, his, really? his partner. Oh, really? Well, I think she's wearing a the the cop uniform. Was she? I thought so. I'm gonna. I'll go back. Well, first of all, I got the guy in the urinal. There she is. Is it? I can't. Maybe tell. I don't know. I thought <laughs> everyone kind of looks the same in this game. The faces are not wonderful. No. <laughs> Cinetype Brit says, uh, "Focus Entertainment." That is another publisher that's kind of yeah. in the same oh, yeah. in the same vein. Um, and then this scene. Okay, let, let's just pause right here, Matt. Okay, let's pretend you're a, a thug. You're a criminal. And you're... Pretend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pretend like All we're right. going to pretend so people don't know that we're really thugs and criminals. All right. And let's pretend that we're hanging out in our lair, getting our drug shipment ready or getting our guns ready to go commit crimes or whatever. And you look up. Just Detroit things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you look up, and you see this huge fucking robot walking at you with a gigantic gun. Yeah, well, and they also, they know who he is, because yeah. they say it's RoboCop. They go, oh, RoboCop. And instead of running away, they fight him. Well, that's it's not fun if you're just shooting guys running away. Th that's still what I'm saying. But that's just, that's RoboCop. It's, it's, like, so it's like why my, I remember my, dad, I remember my dad saying that when RoboCop, it's like, why would you even try to fight Why that? would you fight? Like, just like, run away. And I get it. Like, that doesn't make for a great video game. This doesn't make for a great video yeah. game either, Matt. It I mean, I don't doesn't. expect it to be any good. He but, goes like, oh, shit, RoboCop. But it, does, but it does look more true to the RoboCop idea than, like, <laughs> most of the Predator games have been. Oh, my God. Yeah, he goes... I don't under... I mean, look, I'm not saying... I'm not going to, like, fully slam this because, like, I, you know, I do like RoboCop to some degree. But I don't understand why a RoboCop game is being made in 2023. Like, like, where did this come from? that license now. You can get it for, like, nothing. Be, Maybe. Like, but, like... You know, like, <laughs> look at this. Shit. I mean, to me, like, there's, there's like the big, four, the big four like R-rated sci-fi action movie things from the '80s are Aliens, Terminator, RoboCop, and Predator. Yeah. Um, 
Three of those things are still pretty functional rel and relevant today. RoboCop, I think, has aged the worst of all of them. <laughs> it's in absurd! Par in part because, really, the first the first one was only particularly good because it was Paul Verhoeven doing his satire thing, and it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was was not good, and then the third one was horrible, and then the remake wasn't any good a few years ago, and then I don't know what else to really say because like that's i thought that was just the end of robocop like yeah. oh, there's a tv show for a while i guess and yeah. it was there was a cartoon because tons of r-rated movies got turned into cartoons to sell toys for kids including aliens <laughs> uh, aliens show never aired but they did have a toy line yeah um yeah i don't know like i don't we, we take out the sound in our b-roll but i'm just going to recite to you the dialogue that happens when robocop starts walking into that room the thug goes it's robocop robocop says surrender your weapons the thug goes, no chance. And then he's dead. <laughs> it's like, no chance. It's a gigantic robot with a machine gun. Like, what are you doing? He's really hoping for a headshot, apparently. Look, I I get suspension of disbelief, trying to turn your brain off to enjoy some inter This is where I draw the line, Matt. I mm. cannot turn my brain off that much. I mean, they're just, do they're just doing the movie. Like, this is just... <laughs> I mean, this is just this is '80s action. You know, there's four thousand useless thugs who can't don't have a chance of beating RoboCop or you know or the Terminator or uh, I mean, even in Terminator Two, there's an element like I mean, if a if a naked guy who looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> threw your buddy on the grill and yeah. stole his clothes, would you really stay and fight that guy? <laughs> After someone put a cig cigar out on his chest and he just looked at them and broke their hand? Yeah. No, I'm leaving at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So to me, this game is absurd. It seems to have caught the eye of some people. It's coming Well, to... it's the best-looking RoboCop game ever made. <laughs> clearly. Like, yeah, clearly. I mean, look, they are being pretty true to the license. I mean, if yeah, you care about that. I guess. Like, I mean, the over-the-top gore and blood, the, you know, the, the just the, you know, again... It's like if they don't stand and fight, they all just run out the back and RoboCop has proven to be a completely useless object. He's because he's slow as AF. There's a reason you have other people to cover the back, you know, like, so they can't do that. But like, if, in reality, oh, RoboCop would walk in, everybody would run out the back door and that'd be the end of it. I mean, you'd have the evidence, but you wouldn't have any criminals left. I mean, to your point, RoboCop is just a terrible IP to use for a game. I mean, it was probably a terrible IP to begin with, so. No, nah, that first movie is still pretty great. Is it? Yeah. I haven't watched it in... Uh, that. 20 years, probably. The first RoboCop is still pretty good. Yeah. It's Verho Verhoeven's satire holds up, especially because it's still relevant for the most part. Yeah. Like, well, the themes. Yeah. The themes are relevant. The idea of the corporate, you know, corporate oligarchy is relevant. Like, yeah. you know, buying up huge chunks of a city and turning it into a corporate, like, renovation thing. Welcome it's to all LA, there. by the way. That's what's that, happening here. Yeah, that was right supposed, now. that was supposed, by the way, RoboCop was supposed to take place in 1994. <laughs> In because it came out in eighty seven, yeah, but like the in, the in the future, and eventually they moved that back to like ninety seven, but like you know, it's sort of like where where uh, uh, Judgment Day and Terminator Two is supposed to take place in nineteen ninety seven, yeah, and then yeah. we just have to keep pushing it back, pushing it back, yeah, um, it's it's whatever, like sure. So I, I, all I can say is that better not be seventy bucks. <laughs> they have, I, I will play that game if it's like forty or under. I'll I'll try it. I mean, we're going to try it anyway. Sure. Because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> we jump on their grenades so you guys don't have to. Um, it is coming. It is a next-gen only game. It's coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch. Cloud. Cloud. Probably. With Nacon, yeah. you think it's going to get the cloud stuff going? That was kind of one of their early things. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they do, they, yeah. they do mobile stuff as well. Like, they, they do that. I don't, know. I don't know if it'll be any good, but. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, RoboCop Rogue City, again, it's Barry coming. Lomax makes a good point. Like, you could make a pretty good Total Recall game today. Yeah. Like, if you got the actual license for the original Verhoeven that would work. movie and just did the kind of, like, almost like a almost like a Deus Ex on Mars. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's yeah. something there. That could definitely work. I agree. Uh, so, anyway, that's coming in September of 2023, right now. It's already been delayed a couple times, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't set that date in stone. Uh, next up, Lord of the Rings Gollum. This game's been kicking around, it seems like, since Sifted launched. <laughs> like, And it mm-hmm. still hasn't been released. This is, this is a good companion piece to Suicide Squad in terms of nobody <laughs> asked for this. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I know I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, but you're a much bigger fan than I am. Are you? Do you care about this? No. Where does this take place? Um, I believe it takes place in the... Um, I believe it takes place in the gap between The Hobbit and uh, when Frodo sets off for the journey. Okay. Because, um, so in the books, um, you know, I mean, in the books, it's many years between Bilbo coming home and having his birthday party at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Um, and then it's 17 years between the birthday party and Gandalf coming back and sending Frodo off on the, on the adventure. Right. You know, in the movie, it feels like it's like a month. It does. Yeah. Um, but in that time, in the and they don't get into this in the movie, but in the time in the book, like eventually Gollum gets so desperate he leaves the mountains and starts looking for the ring and ends up being captured by Sauron, and that's when he gets inter- and Aragorn catches him at one point and Gandalf wants to in- interrogate him and then they, he escapes and ends up in Mordor. Like, like he goes on all these weird. He's all over the place. Like he like Gollum goes everywhere at, at, at to looking for the ring and gets captured yeah. by just about everybody you can think of who's out there. And so that's why he's the guide for Sam and, and Frodo is because he actually does know where everything is like uh-huh. he, you know he's, he so, gets around yeah so i think this is taking place during that period where he leaves the the misty mountains to try to find the ring and doesn't but runs into just about every major character in in the series that so. doesn't sound especially interesting. No, I mean, well, that's the problem. I mean, it's kind of the problem with the Amazon series. Is the problem you know they're talking you know, Warner Brothers is talking about making another another set of trilogies of like more Lord of the Rings stuff. They just renewed the 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 license with the with the Embracer, which Embracer owns the rights to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like they bought all of that from that Tolkien estate. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's weird. It um, is weird. But like. So I mean, I assume the trilogies they would make would probably be Baron and Luthien, which is the first age story of very similar to Aragorn and Arwen, and I would imagine they would do a War in the North uh, trilogy, which takes deals with the elves and the dwarves fighting the Witch King and stuff in the North before, during the events of the War of the Ring. Uh, but the problem with both of those things is if the, if those were the interesting parts of the story, that's what Tolkien would have written. Mm. Um, and they're just that's yeah, a good point. You, no matter what you do in this world, you run into the problem of nothing solves the problems except throwing the ring in the volcano right That's like the only solution. no matter what happens yeah. in in the war you in the, know. yeah no matter what happens in the war in the north movies say if they exist if they happen there's no end to that except frodo throws the ring well, yeah. you know Gollum's the one who falls in right. obviously but um you want to get technical but like the ring gets destroyed, and that's the end of the... Like, that's the interesting part of the story, because that's the only thing that can affect anything. It's like the problem at the end of the third Matrix movie, 
where you've got the the fight in Zion and the and the race for Lawrence Fishburne to get back to the Zion. But the only thing that matters is whether Neo does his thing at the Machine yeah. City because that's the only thing that has any effect. Otherwise, they're right. just all going to die. It's all it's irrelevant. Like you're yeah. cutting. You spent forty five minutes with this thing that doesn't actually matter because the only thing that matters is. And I don't care about any of these characters. It'd be, it'd be different yeah. if I cared about the characters. Look in at Zion. the chat. It looks like most people don't care about Gollum at all. No. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings is one story. It's the story that Tolkien wrote first because he knew that was the interesting part. <laughs> Tiny blip in history. Metal Gear Schmeagle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody else said that he's just not a good enough character to carry a game. And I agree. He, he gets annoying after yeah. a while. He's cute in small doses and interesting in small doses. It felt like the more time I spent with him in the films, the less interesting he became. Yeah. Well, also, like, he's... Um... The problem with with that is also like he's, no one wants to be Gollum. Yeah, like he's a pathetic, he's gross creature. You yeah. know, that's the whole the whole one of the whole lessons of his character is that you know Bilbo doesn't kill him out of pity, right? And Frodo doesn't kill him. You know, and that in the end is what leads to the destruction of the Ring. Is that you know this pathetic monster accidentally destroys the Ring when right. Frodo cannot. Yeah. Um. So and that's what Gandalf means when he says he has a part to play yet in this. But the story of how he got up to that part that part to play is not important to the point that the only thing you hear about it is basically Gandalf and briefly Aragorn talking about, oh yeah, we ran into him and this happened and that happened, but now, now we gotta move. Like, yeah. it, and like it's just not important. It's yeah. it's it's just tap dancing to like it's 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 a tap dancer in front of the closed curtain while the set changes behind for the real story being told it's not interesting yeah and like you'd have to make a really interesting stealth game to you know make up for the fact that you're doing a kind of a, a dull part of the license and i'm sorry but i haven't seen anything in these brief clips that makes me think this is anything this game has already home. kind of done the preview rounds at publications yeah. and if you work in the industry, you know been delayed a lot, that dude. when they bring it around, that means they think it's about to wrap up and they want preview mm -hmm. coverage leading up to the release. Well, they did that, and then the coverage was, I mean, I've watched editors tap dancing around having mm -hmm. to say, this game sucks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you do preview coverage, you have to stay neutral. You have to assume that they can fix stuff. And, you know, having yeah. been in, in the editor-in-chief at Publications, I was like, I see what's going on here. Like, yeah. I mean, the this best game's trash. And you're trying to you're dance trying to around be it, charitable, and yeah. you know, but like the thing, like the 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 Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings works two ways in a game. You either replicate the movies, like the Battle for Middle Earth, real time strategy games did, mm -hmm. or like the the hack and slashes from Stormfront Studios, um, which I think both very good. And I kind of wish EA, I guess EA can't because they don't lie, but I wish somebody would remaster remaster those or at least re-release the battle for middle earth games because those were great mm -hmm. um and they're very very expensive now like yeah. like the witch king expansion for the second one is like three hundred dollars wow um because they, they don't exist yeah um you can't get them anymore yeah. like so those are great um and then the other way to go is to just break the canon and do your own thing in service to whatever gameplay you want to do which is what the the um shadows of mordor games did and that worked out very yeah, well. Yeah. Um, they are incompatible with the lore, but they're not trying to be right. compatible. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to be their own timeline. You mm -hmm. know, there was no secret bright lord who ac accidentally took over Mordor in between two of the movies. Right. <laughs> like that was a, someone probably would have mentioned that <laughs> at some point. Um, but it was great. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, those are, those are fun because they're not. You're not boxed in by what, and, yeah. and, and you you choose this, and you're boxed in by the character you're playing, being an established canon character, and you're boxed in by the events of the story that you don't want to contradict to because you don't want to piss off the hardcore fans who like are mad if you cut one line from I don't something. Even know if those people you know. exist or care that much anymore. It's been so long. Oh no, they, they Tolkien do. fan. Oh Tolkien fans. Yeah. 
letting their oh. fervor never dies. Are you kidding? <laughs> there are people still furious that Tom Bombadil wasn't in those movies. Wow, it's crazy. I don't think even Tolkien would have had a problem with Tom Bombadil getting cut from those movies. He, he never even figured out who that was. Yeah, but like it's 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 a I, this game has always felt like a losing battle. Um, and it, it doesn't look like they won it doesn't. in the end. Um, so anyway, Lord of the Rings Gollum, it's, um, it's been around for a, quite a while. Usually that's a red flag. If they've shown it to the press mm-hmm. and it's like a year and a half later. Yeah. Also, like, stealth game? Who does that anymore? It does look like it's the vast majority of it is stealth. Yeah. Well, because it has to be because Gollum's not a fighter. Right. What is he going to fight with? I mean, like, he's just jumping on people's backs and strangling them to death or whatever. Yeah. But, like, or throwing rocks at them. He but, also like, weighs, like, 30 pounds. Yeah, it's, it's not, not... exactly formidable. It just, it just, it feels like something that would have been made in like the PS2 era. Yeah, you know, like a, like a, when they yeah. when they just pump out license games. Like how and can it didn't we matter. make a Lord of the Rings game as cheaply as possible? <laughs> let's make a game about Schmeagle. Yeah, let's just make Schmeagle sell. <laughs> yeah, not gonna work. Um, next up, Schmeagle Sme- sell Pandora tomorrow. <laughs> uh, next up, a game called Raven's Watch. Um, this game is coming to everything, including Switch. It's coming out on April 6th, so not long to wait. It's a top-down roguelike, roguelike, sorry. Um, basically, the premise of the game is the world of dreams is invaded by nightmares. The Raven's Watch calls upon heroes from fairy tales to defend the world of dreams, basically, from nightmares. It's from the developers mm. of Curse of the Dead Gods. You can play it either solo or online co-op for up to four players. You basically play as twisted versions of old folk fairy tale legends like Little Red Riding Hood, the Pied Piper, the Snow Queen, Aladdin. Basically, Matt, any character that's free to use. Oh yeah, <laughs> that they didn't have to pay actually, a license for. This actually reminds me of a of a of a, like a fighting game board game that actually just got digital versions in the last couple of weeks called called Unmatched, mm. which is the same thing. They they Red Riding Hood. Alice in Wonderland, Sherlock Holmes, all like the all these. Well, yeah, and they also have licenses. They have Marvel characters and they have uh, Jurassic Park and stuff. But they like the early ones were all the, almost this exact same lineup. Yeah. Like, and so this this is like they made like a like a dungeon crawler out of Unmatched. Um, what also? Like- I kind of feel sorry for this game coming out so close to Diablo Four. Um, but like, it's a neat idea. But it's not really like a Dia. I guess it is a little bit like a. Diablo. I mean, it's not. It's a. It's a dungeon crawling roguelike. But like, people are gonna look at this and see like, if I got Diablo Four, why do I need another top-down, you know, kind of point and attack game? You know, I, I can yeah. see people only wanting one at a time. Well, what was the the game of the year from Supermassive? Um, Hades. Hades. Yeah. I feel like this game was inspired a lot by Hades. Oh, I think art style definitely is. I mean, there, it's also sure. a roguelike and. Yeah. It's also and very Greek similar. mythology is also free. Let's not forget. Yeah, um, it's all it's very much like the way it's built as a roguelike. After every run, you get to keep stuff, mm-hmm. so it makes the next run easier. Again, very much like Hades. Yeah, art I mean, that style. Was, that was a thing that existed in roguelikes before that, but yeah. I think Hades really made it kind of like, hey, nailed it. this is this is how you make this work yep. for like a larger audience. And this game is always make them concept. feel like progress is happening. Yeah. So it looks like it, it kind of sounds like it, it kind of plays like it. We're not getting Hades mm-hmm. too for and a it's while. A, and it's so. about the right time since Hades to start seeing the games that are directly inspired yep. by it. So, yeah. Again, that's Ravens. I'm sorry. I forgot the name of it already. Ravens watch. It's coming April 23rd, coming to everything, including switch. Um, and then next up is a game called Ad Infinitum. Or Ad Infinitum, depending on how you pronounce the Latin. How is that how you correctly pronounce it? Nobody actually really knows how you pronounce Latin. 
It's, like, it's, it's just kind of up to you. However you want really? to. Yeah. Is that true? Well, yeah, it's a dead language. Yeah. Nobody know, really knows how to say it. You know. Interesting. I, I wasn't aware of that. I had a, I had a, someone who's like, they're, they're, they're like, they have a doctorate in Latin and then like Latin, you know, Latin, not Latin studies in terms of like South America, but in terms of like Latin and classical studies and stuff. And, and they were like, yeah, you, uh, like, we don't really know. We just sort of kind of get, it's yes. sort of like Egyptian. We don't know what the vowels sounded right. like. Right. You know? Gotcha. Um, or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah they, they were, cause I'm like, how do you pronounce it? Like, that's fine. I'm like, because you don't speak Latin to each other? Because you all know Latin? Like, no, it's a dead language. No one knows how to really say anything. <laughs> there were no recordings of Julius Caesar. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a first-person horror adventure. It's been worked on by two friends since 2014. Uh, they got the game up and pretty close to being finished, and Nacon stepped in to help them with funding to finish the game. You play as a young German soldier trapped between two realities. Um, one reality is an abandoned mansion. The other reality is World War One, and you basically end up going through like the muddy trenches of the Eastern Front, and the objective of the game is to solve enigmas or puzzles that help put your mind back together so you can basically solidify yourself in one reality. And the X factor here is which reality is the real reality? Is it World War One or is it the mansion? It's a pretty interesting concept. Um, this is coming also in September to PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. So it is next-gen only, and there's no Switch version of this. Um, I haven't played a good horror adventure in a really long time. I'm kind of overdue to play one. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I guess like I guess it would depend what you define as a horror, horror adventure. Horror, yeah, because there's thrillers. That thrillers and horror. Yeah, like, like, I, I, the, the one that pops to mind for me is probably uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, but that's not really horror. Yeah. There's some creepy stuff in it, but it's, it's not horror. Yeah. yeah. So maybe some people are overdue for something like this. I kind of am, so I'll probably give it a look when it comes out in September. And then the final game that they showed was a game called Clash Artifacts of Chaos. And that game just came out. We just uh, curated the couple first reviews for it, I believe, yesterday on Sifted. Um, it's available now for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Matt, it is a melee-driven action RPG with cel-shaded visuals. So all the combat plays like a 2D fighter once you initiate a fight with someone. And then the weird part is like, before every fight, you play a dice game against mm. the enemy you're about to fight. And if you win the dice game, you get like a buff that helps you in the fight. Otherwise, it's kind of like this open world action RPG where literally fisticuffs is like... <laughs> and the lead character looks a little bit like Dalsim, to be honest. So. Oh, is this the Zeno, the Clash thing? Yeah. Yeah, I played the I played Zeno Clash. The game, it's the, set in the Zeno Clash universe. Yeah. And I was like, who knows what the Zeno Clash universe is? I do. But you do. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's a weird it's almost like odd world except like with it's less weird. like pretension and a little more imagination yeah it's pretty creative um, it's worth checking out it's, again it's got the, it's got the flavor of kind of the old french manga inspired comics that i like that's yeah. kind of space opera just everything's sort of colorful and weird looking yeah um and it's either gonna like appeal to you or just completely put you off yeah so it's it's no no middle ground really yep worth checking out though head to sifted yeah it's i'm curious Flash, artifact of chaos didn't, didn't that come out today or something yeah yeah like yep. Reviews just went up yesterday, so yeah, it came out. Today. Yeah, the, the Xenoclash, I'm, it had a pretty good combat system. It was it was a nice meaty combat system. Yeah, um, the dice thing is weird. But. It is weird. Uh, so anyway, that is Nacon's Big Connect. Not bad for a little no, indie-ish some, kind of publisher. Some interesting stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, it's varied, all different genres. Um, most of the stuff doesn't look like it's too low rent. Uh, so Nacon, as a lower third, intimates a rising force in game publishing. Next up. 
We're going to do something we haven't done in a long, long time I'll on Game you, Face. So you know it's a slow episode. And that's how you know things were slow <laughs> during the week. As we like to say, if the games are slow, we go high-low. And we are going to do an installment of high-low, although I've added a new twist to it. It's high-low and before or after. So it can be one or the other. And basically what it is, is I give Matt a fact, and he tells me whether that fact ultimately is going to come in higher or lower, or what's going to happen is going to happen before or after the date that I give him. It's a fun mm. little game, and it's a good way to create discussion around topics that maybe wouldn't have normally been in the show. Again, it has been two years since we've done High Low, maybe, Matt? Maybe. <laughs> it's really been that long. Um, Kevin Rafa says, I love this segment. All right, some of you guys remember it, which is good to see. Um, the best segment in Sifted History from Danny Endurance. I think that might be going a little far. Um, but we are reviving it, and for OG Game Face viewers, listeners, watchers, um, it's a little bit of a, a blast from the past. All right, Matt, are you ready to do this? Sure. What are you okay. going to do if I say no? I'll answer it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I will sit here and answer it myself and give my take on it. Okay, here's the first question. And this is higher or lower. Resident Evil 4 Remake Metacritic Average. Mm. 9.0. Higher or lower? Higher. Higher? How much higher? I think this thing's going to get like a 96. Really? You think that high? Yeah. Wow. That could be the best pick in the history of our fantasy draft. I think it will if be. If I get a 96 where I drafted this game. I think it will be. I don't think it'll be that high. I do. I think people will dock it because it's an old, older game. I don't think they care. Really? No, I think this game is going to transcend that. No problem. I mean, I think it'll be... You played the demo. I know. It's awesome. I mean, look, I think it'll get a nine or higher. So technically it's a high for me. No, I think it's going to be up. I think this. But I think it's going to be like a 9.1. No, I think it's going to be high nines. I think this thing's going to give Zelda a run for its money. Interesting. That's good for me. That's what I like to hear. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like if the whole game is as good as that demo I just played, it's going to it's going to deserve it. Yeah, it's absolutely going to deserve it. The other people thing that people are forgetting about RE4 if they haven't played it. It's way longer than most Resident yeah, Evil really games. It's really long and like it never stops Being throwing awesome. new stuff at you. Yeah. Like it, it never gets old. Yeah. Even though it's like, you know, 15, 20 hours long. Yeah. It never, it never gets old. It's like, the longest Resident Evil game ever. They keep, they always come up with new stuff to do and new ways to do it. And the enemies change out and get new ideas and new moves. Like, yeah. Like they, they don't repeat the boss as much. Like it's, it's really, really good. So yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be mid to high nines. Okay. One thing we're going to do in playing high low today is we're going to show what you guys think. Back when we used to do this, we didn't incorporate you guys into the show as much as we do now. So after everyone, I'm going to bring up the chat, and we're going to take a look at what you guys think. Um, and you guys are already doing this without me even asking. Um, let's see. Four points higher for Emperor Dread. So higher than a 9.0. So the, he's saying a 9.4. Kevin Rafa higher. Big Dave Lat. Lazard, I guess, higher. Kevin Rafa, 94. God of Gamblers, 33. A 97. Too Quick Capri says lower. Interesting, but it doesn't explain why. Um, higher, lots of hype for this from our new viewer. Um, God of Gamblers, 33. It will be standard for remakes. I'm not sure what he's saying there. It'll be a new bar for whatever remake. It'll be, be. set the new bar for remakes. Congram, 93 to 94. Well, he, Sol, Solsha brings up a good point. Dead Space Remake and Metroid Prime Remaster got a 9. So, yeah, higher. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, higher 93 for me from Cinetike. 
Everyone says higher except for one person. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Next. You ready, Matt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a before or after. The Activision Blizzard deal goes through April 25th. Before after. or after? After. So you know that's the kind of the legal cutoff for it, mm-hmm. which means that they would have to scrap the deal and redo the deal again. Mm-hmm. And you think that that's more likely than it happening? So you mean like you're being, right? It's like six weeks away. So you mean being approved? Like going through? Yeah, the deal's gonna go, go through. Because going will, through would when have will to we be. know the deal's gonna go through? Um, Before or after April 25th? I think after. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to rework the deal ultimately. Dance. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I agree with you. Actually, I think it's also gonna be after. I just the time is running out. I remember when we first mm-hmm. saw that deadline of April 25th. We were like, oh, easy. They definitely mm-hmm. get it now. I don't think so. No, I, I think this stuff just moves too slow. Yeah. So I'm going to say after April 25th, but I do think it goes through, but I do think it'll be. I after. think it will go through, but I think, yeah, they're going to have to basically start over. Yep. Let's see what you guys say. Everyone says after. Yep. JM Rain, Obi-Wan 9000, Barry Lomax, Emperor Dread, Kevin Rafa, Cinetite, Congrim, One, Vortex Complex. Everyone's after. Because um, April... <laughs> Robanian a- a- after because April any day is too soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, everyone says after Big Dave Lazard, God of Gambler thirty three, Erebus Jones after Erebus says they won't have to redo the deal. There will be clauses within the contract to extend. Actually, that's true. They can do that, mm. but that makes it very very complicated. I mean, luckily they have people being paid very well to deal to with to make that. complicated so. things. Yeah. So it looks like unanimous across the board. We all agree the deal's going through, but after April 25th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, <laughs> before or after. Suicide Squad kill the Justice League release date. December 2023. Will it come out before or after that? I think it's going to come out after. After? I don't, I don't. So you think it's going to be delayed think, out of the year? I think it's going to miss this year. Really? Yeah. I think that's a chance this year, but like, and honestly, I think the smarter move is just to bite the bullet and put it out this year and be done with it. But I think they're gonna put. I think they're gonna push it to the end of the fiscal year, basically. I think they're going to realize very quickly that they just need to release it. I'm gonna say before. Mm. Worst case, I, th- I think. I think that would be smarter, but I don't think that's what Warner Brothers is going <laughs> to do. I think eventually. Look, if they're listening to fan feedback that made them delay the game. I think they're also going to listen to fan feedback to say, look, you can't fix this game. Mm-hmm. Just put it out. We'll see. I think it's going to slip. I would say before. You're going to say, you're saying after. I'm saying the first after. one to be split on. It'll be interesting now to see what the chat thinks about this. Some people in chat are saying never. Never? They think it'll just never come out. So that's definitely after. Um, let's see. It's trying, hard to find the cutoff for the last one. Before from Kevin Rafa... Agreed from Swanland. I don't know who he's agreeing with. After you or me. from probably me. <laughs> After from Jam Rain. After from Jam Rain. Barry Lomax before. It looks like they're split down the middle. Cinetype mm-hmm. before. Barry Gooster. After February 2024. So he's saying after and instead in February. It will come out. Meaning in before the quarter ends, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Swanland after. Big Dave Lazard before. Salsha before. It's split right down the middle. Except for Swan Senpai, who says it will just never come out. Mm-hmm. And two quick caprices, never. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a few people are saying that. A lot of people are thinking February 2024. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. That the thing, the thing about perfect. it is, like, if you put it out too late, you're you're rubbing up against Mortal Kombat 12. That's true. And I think they're going to want to leave the fall for Mortal Kombat. As far the, as Warner Brothers is yeah. concerned. And yeah. then it leaves you... I mean, you could try to release it at Christmas. Like it could, You could literally put it on December and yeah. hope that it gets a Christmas bump or something. Yeah. I think they're just going to push it to next year. Okay. Because um, it's not like they got anything better to put out next year anyway. So yeah. like they, they're, they're, their schedule, as far as we know, is pretty empty. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. A very similar question. Before or after again, the release date for Starfield. Mm-hmm. November. 2023 before before it's gonna make i think it's gonna make it's release date is now september yeah i think todd would not risk putting another date on it if he wasn't sure because they didn't do that remember when they delayed it off the off the date that was literally rendered in cg (laughs) they did not give a new date they They did not tell it say anything about they didn't say another date for that they wouldn't say this september date unless they were pretty damn sure that doesn't mean it can't slip but i don't think it will I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I'm gonna go before. I, I think it might get shoved to November. It but. might get pushed a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked if it was like October. Yeah, but it seems a little dicey to me because it's a little scary. That but if would... we find we find that out like August 30th, right. or something, you'll yeah, be yeah. right. It'll be like that. Yeah, I'll agree with you on this one. I think it'll make it before November. But again, I, but I would not be shocked at all mm. if it's delayed. Again. I wouldn't be shocked, but I do think that. For Todd to agree to put a, a number on a date on it again, he would have he would have again. to be very certain. Because <laughs> yeah, you're right, you don't want egg on your face twice, right? No. I mean, the last date they gave it was what was that two years ago? Yeah, almost. Yeah, whenever that trailer was, and then they haven't put another date. You know, when they delayed it, they didn't wouldn't say anything. They barely yeah. said first half of the year. They wouldn't put a day on it. Mm-hmm. If they're putting a day on it now. Uh, they're they're pretty sure but i guess pretty sure doesn't mean there's the original 11 11 22 yeah. <laughs> may it live in I mean, look at, look forever at, look at the poll 100 yep. percent before 100 percent before okay everyone thinks that it's going to come out before in fact i'll just try to find people in the chat that think it's not god of gamblers before. makes a good any delay would be for marketing reasons not polishing well, i don't yeah. know about that yeah, no, they're right. Polishing he's, he's with right. a Bethesda game? No, he's a not for polishing. Right, I think it will be for polishing. No, they 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 can put that out. Meaning of, that they don't care, and they're just it's gonna, not that they don't care, but you got to get it out, and then you can patch it later. <laughs> as long as it works, that's yeah. all you need. Everyone says before. I mean, do you remember what Skyrim was or like? Wait, when Vortex it came Complex out? says after. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't vote in the poll, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Okay, everyone seems convinced that it's not going to be delayed out of the year. I hope you guys are right. Because it would pretty much doom my fantasy team, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know. You got Resident Evil. Yeah, that's going to help, for sure. Where I got There's it. a non-zero chance Resident Evil gets a better Metacritic than Zelda. Not non-zero, I agree, but I think it's slim. It's a, it's a slim chance, but yeah. like Zelda might, Zelda might screw something up. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Like, I they, don't know. The fanboys you are cha- gonna... You change the formula, and you don't know. It's true. Like Maybe it's like, oh, this is good, but it's like a 94, and Resident Evil goes... You know, Resident Evil 4 is a, apparently a rock-solid remake, one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Like, that's going to be that's gonna be up there. Yeah. Okay, here's a higher or lower. The number of video games Miyamoto will make before he retires. And the number is one. Higher or lower? Oh, is it like hands-on, like direct? Like be the main like force behind a game. Lower. Yeah. He won't he won't do that again. He's, so you're he's gonna say he'll never make he'll never make game. another game. Not not directly, not like as a director daily involved. No. He's 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 a he's a supervisor now. He's uh 
But I mean, look, if he supervised, he's the brand. Like on the same level, he used to supervise Zelda or Mario. Like that counts, for example. Yeah, but he's not doing that anymore. But you don't. You don't think another one will happen? No, I don't either. I think it's zero. I don't think he'll never. I don't he's think done. He'll ever make another game? He's done. That's a lot of work. He's he's older. Let him enjoy his life. It's like, it's the it's the it's a George R. R. Martin thing. It's like everybody wants the the books it's like yeah but like you know what if i'd been writing fantasy books my whole life and all of a sudden this thing blew up and i got to spend the last like 20 years of my life like being rich and enjoying fame all i'm not sitting down to write these fucking books for you dipshits like like i would that everyone's just going to complain about like yeah I, I i would just enjoy those last years and no one can ever do anything about it like so i think uh, and miyamoto obviously has a much uh yeah uh, i mean these are some of the more here are some thing. of the last games that he ever showed yeah, well, it'll, it'll, he'll always be the maker of Wii Music to me. I mean, look, I mean, he made Project Giant Robot. These are some of the last concepts. Well, that, never, well, that became the that Labo thing, right? right? Yeah. But these are some of his last concepts that actually came to fruition yeah. and became games. Well, maybe there's a reason he doesn't do this exactly. anymore. I mean, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Project Guard, Project Giant Robot. These are I did like. The, I did like Project Guard. These are kind of the last things that he went in front of everybody and said, "Hey, these are my ideas." Mm-hmm. And neither one of them really came to fruition. Yeah. I, mean, Project, that was I mean, Project Guard became Star, Star Fox Guard or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, it was that like was a little mode extra thing. Star Fox yeah. Assault, I believe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I like that. I thought that was fun. It was a cool idea. Like, I wouldn't have bought it on its own, really. Yeah. But, uh, oh, hell no. I but, mean, like, it was, it was a nice little extra thing. Basically, like a security cam, like, simulator. How involved was he on the Mar- like the Mario Run game? Like, the, the mobile stuff? The mobile stuff? Not very. No? No. Just sort of, like, making he, he sure. He made sure they weren't ruining sure, Mario, yeah. basically, yeah. and that was it. Uh, you see, the thing he's been most involved in re- lately just seems to be the theme park stuff. All the and the movie cultural stuff, theme park and the film. Yep, that's what he's I doing mean. That, that movie's going to pay. I mean, that movie. I mean, it might pay off. Yep. I think that movie is going to be. Uh, um, I, th- I think the Mario movie is going to make a billion dollars at least. I, I agree. It's be a big, I, I big agree. Deal. Yep. Okay, it looks like people zero games from the legacy lower. He isn't making anything from console eyes. Very gooser lower. Jam Rain lower, Swanland zero, Rigor Mortis lower, everyone. Oh, Kevin Rafa says he will make exactly one more game. Hmm. Um, Obi Wan 9000 says he's done minus one game. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will cancel a game. Cinetite can't answer. He says, I have no idea. Big Dave Lazard says one more. I, hmm. I'll be honest with you. I'm hoping for one more, but honestly, I don't think there will be another one. I think this, that's it. I think he's done making games. And I mean, the man is the man is served. He has his time. earned his time yeah. to relax. I agree. Go work in your I'm garden. Just, I'm just being selfish yeah. that I would like to see one of his last ideas. I would like to see another one of his games from like you know, if he could go back in time and have his 35-year-old self do it, but I haven't been too impressed by his output, direct yeah. output in the last, like, 10, 15 years, so. Um, Robanian says, I can see him working on one or two despite him being busy with movies. I hope you're right, man. I would just love to see at least one more, but. I think he's just, he's just an executive producer now. He's, you know, he's. <laughs> he, Barry Gisser says, dude is going to work on his hip hopera. <laughs> Manly Scream says one more. Okay. And thank you for Twitch Prime, by the way. Rigor Mortis UK, thank you for Twitch Prime as well. Uh, okay, let's see if we have... We have a couple more here. This is kind of a fun one. The PlayStation 5... And this is before or after. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation 5 passes the PlayStation 4 in lifetime sales. Before or after Q4 2026. Before. Before, yeah, if they can make enough of them, I guess. Wow! So you're saying in three about basically three years, 
mm-hmm. that it will have passed PS4. I can see that. Hmm. If if supply remains available, like if we have another like chip crisis, then they probably won't be able to make enough to do that. It has. So its first year, it did outpace PlayStation 4. Not by a ton, but by a little bit. But then the manufacturing woes crept in, and then mm-hmm. PS4, the last couple of years, has actually outsold it. But they're kind of on equal footing right now. <sighs> That's a tough one. Yeah. That might be the hardest one of the one of all. I think so I think their exclusive stuff's only going to get better, and I think you're going to have a rush of people that want to play Last of Us yeah. after the after the show. Yeah. Like I think is I think they're going to do real well as long as they can get units in the pipeline, which is an if. I admit, but I, I set a good date for this. I think it's going to be right around there. Yeah, it's going to come down to the wire on that. I'm going to say after though. Uh, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah, I'm going to say after because PlayStation Four, man, that's a lot of units to make up. You're talking about 130 mm-hmm. million. Yeah, so you but have the, another but the demand for the, the demand for this thing is still through the roof. Yeah, I mean they're going to have to sell th- over 30 million a year for the next three years mm. to beat PS4. Which they can do it. I think they could. But Switch yeah. in its heyday was selling like 20, 25. Yeah. It's going to be close. But I would say after, barely after. What does chat think, though? Seems to be leaning after. Yeah. Uh, Black Sierra says they're probably going to get a hot price hike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it already got it everywhere got but America. One, yeah. I think it will beat PS4. Calendar Q4, by one the way. Or the Legacy other. is asking fiscal Q4 or calendar Q4. So end of December of 2026. Cinetech after, consoleized after. Black Sierra before, Swanland after. Sw- this is a good question. Actually, this is a good point from Swan Senpai. After, unless it gets a big discount. Because if it does get a big discount, I think it easily makes it under mm-hmm. this, this gun. But I don't think it's going to get a discount because they just increased the price in most territories. Yeah, I don't see it dropping. Um, Mega Drive guy after Ashes and Hourglass. I think the Xbox will steal some of the PS4's user base from the PS5. Okay. Um, Obi Wan 9000 is tricky. The economy's not great. That's another thing to consider. Mm-hmm. And his price is still high. He says lower or before. I think he means. Yeah. Or... So he says all this stuff that may make it not sell that well, but then he still says before. <laughs> or maybe after. I think that might mean after. Okay. Uh, God of Gambler 33 after. Very Gooster. No, he says before. Um. Black Sierra probably gets a price hike still before um, Robanian, probably 2028-ish. Ooh, that might be a little long. Um, Congram says depends on the new studios and IPs. Yeah, that's also an X factor. It depends on the old IPs, but it depends on. Swanland says my brother who doesn't play games just asked me about The Last of Us games after binge-watching the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to get pin action. There's no and doubt about it. you watch how many consoles that Spider-Man 2 sells. Yeah. Like, if they can get them available. Red Fox 1980 says PS4 had more system sellers. Yeah. So far. Not for long. Not NFL. Not for long. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Vista says, apparently there are more rumors today about PS5 Pro coming end of next year. I don't believe that at all. No. I don't even know what that would be. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I mean, unless it's just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it has no fan or yeah. something. It's, it has no like walls, like no console walls. I don't know what you would do. Um, okay. We have one more. For high-low slash before or after. This is also a before or after. It, actually, this whole thing ended up almost all being before or after. Game Pass reaches 50 million subscribers. Before or after Q4 2025. After. After? Yeah, it seems to be slowing. So it's it would have to double what it's at now. It's yeah. at 25 million right now. 
and it would have to double that. It would have to add 25 more million sub Game Pass subscribers in basically yeah, I'm, I'm two act- years. I'm actually kind of on never. On really? You don't think yeah. it'll ever get to 50 I don't, million? I, it seems to be slowing down. I don't know if, it, it I, is. I don't know if it's going to ac- actually reach that. But we haven't got to the inflection point yet where Starfield comes out. Yeah. And Avowed and all these other... I mean, I don't know if Starfield is going to really move the needle on that. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I have, I struggle to, I mean, if it does make it to 50 million, it's going to crawl there. Mm. And I, say I think after. it's, I think it's after, but I absolutely think it's going to hit 50. Like I think, you know, when I'm 10 Maybe years Call of Duty could do it. If that becomes a thing, if you subscribe to Game Pass, you don't have to pay for Call of Duty. All this stuff starts happening, though. The Activision Blizzard stuff, mm-hmm. if World of Warcraft becomes free on Game Pass, there's just so many things that they can I do. I don't see World of Warcraft doing that, but like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends a, on if they're de- sitting at thirty million. Well, you can do a demo, but you're gonna have, you're always gonna have to pay a subscription fee for World of Warcraft. I mean, you kind of are if you're paying for Game Pass. Yeah, but you can't. That's a that's to maintain that game. That game yeah. is its own ecosystem. Like, yeah, you can't do that. That's. I'm gonna say after, but I'm not like you. I think if if it is after, it's like the next year it'll hit. Like mm. I think once these games start coming out, people are like, really? I can play that for fifteen dollars a month. I think you're gonna start seeing things pick up again because what happened was the promise of Game Pass has floated it to this point. The promise is starting to fade a little bit, Matt. Yeah. Because a lot of people got on the Game Pass train because they thought all these big exclusive first party games were coming and they keep getting delayed. I think once that stuff starts delivering, that's when you start to see the uptick again for Game Pass. We'll see, but it's gonna take known quantities though. Like Avowed is not gonna tell make any difference to people. I agree. To some degree. It's gonna have to be big stuff. I mean, I'm excited about it, but it's gonna get but again, I think that your telltale sign is gonna be when they put Call of Duty on Game Pass and not on you know when it's on playstation you got to pay 60 70 bucks for it but if you play it on xbox you just have to be subscribed to game pass that's a big deal yeah so that's probably your big jump if they're going to get to 50 million it's going to be that way yep but i don't know when that's going to happen so that's probably it's interesting that sony hasn't really brought that up in the mm-hmm. in the arguments right that like they're going to do that they're just going to basically give away call of duty on their platform and charge for it on ours and we're going to be screwed i think they have brought it up have actually. they brought that yeah. up because i didn't see that yeah. but like that's you know, it's a it's a weak argument because it's like, yeah, well, you could do that too, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to spend the money, but yeah. like you don't, or so. if you wanted to build a team that could make a great shooter. Well, I mean, yeah, Call of Duty does have the monopoly on making great shooters. No, no, but but Sony certainly seems to have the monopoly on failing to. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, let's look at chat and see what you guys are saying about this. Um, I think COD players will buy the game and not subscribe monthly. Interesting. Because you're right. If you play COD all year, you could end up spending more yeah, on Call of Duty. Yeah, if you only care about one game. <laughs> and a lot of Call of Duty players are that way. It's true. Um, here we go. Um, mainly Scream after. Ashes in the Hourglass never, like you. After, after, never reaches 50 million. After, Kevin Rafa says before. Slagathor after, Congram after. Cinetype before, Barry Lomax never, after and never, after, never. Wow. It's almost unanimous after or just never. I'm surprised that, that people think, so many people think never. It's already at 25 million. Mm-hmm. Never. You're, you're talking, think about 10 years from now. You don't think they're going to hit 50 at that point? I mean, it's a lot of people. I mean, let me put it to you this way. And you're also counting on like people not canceling. Okay, so here's my next question then. For people who think it's never going to happen or definitely won't make it by Q4 2025, what happens then? I think it stalls out in the in the mid 40s. No, I mean, what happens to Xbox? Does it go away? Does it have to pivot and go back to its old way? Because look, it needs to hit like 
at least 50 million for this to work for this think, whole think, plan to work i think yeah they would pivot and like, go back to go selling back to their the games. Stand, yeah the standard standard yeah the standard model interesting because hopefully by then and i think this is part of the, the contingency plan hopefully by then they have enough stuff in the pipeline regularly from all these developers they bought that they have a li- an exclusive lineup worth looking at yeah you know like they can they could sustain that then they can't do that now game pass came kind of out of necessity mm-hmm. in that regard you know they didn't have anything else to do so they're just giving shit away well, they didn't have any like, games yeah yeah so now like you know if it doesn't work in the long run the, i think the plan is they can get to the point where they you know they've got all these studios putting out regular content and a variety of content that they don't just have gears forza and halo rotating back and forth every two years um they hopefully could survive on that yeah. in under a standard retail model um but we'll see yeah I mean, people seem it's almost unanimous that either after or never to hit fifty million. Packer thinks they're going to hit hundred million in the next like four years. He thinks once these games start rolling in, they're going to become a juggernaut. That's right. unstoppable. I'm sure that that right after they all buy TVs with Xboxes built into them. That's <laughs> true. Uh, there are there are out there though. I mean, Samsung TVs do come built in with Game Pass now. Built in with Game Pass, not built in with an Xbox hardware. You don't, but you don't need it. Hardware. You, you do if you want. You do if you want to port. You do if you want to play them. That, and they don't suck. And, yeah, yeah. I actually played without some the lag. Stuff. I actually played um, a game streamed on Game Pass last week. I was just fiddling around with it, and it was pretty good, man. I was pretty impressed with like the latency. It wasn't like a fighting game or a mm. shooter or what or whatnot. Yeah, go play Resident Evil game that way. Yeah, you're right. It might <laughs> split second jit yeah. doesn't work on cloud. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, Obi Wan nine thousand says Microsoft will just keep it going, but with fewer AAA games. I mean, I don't. I think people just bail on them. Either that, or they're going to have to lower the cost of it and make it five bucks a month or something. Maybe. I mean, no one's going to pay I mean, fifteen I was still, bucks a month for to play indie. I mean, games. I would still pay five to ten bucks a month for just like get all of Microsoft's games for no extra charge mm-hmm. over the course of the year if they're putting out something like once you or mean twice catalog a quarter. Catalog or new stuff. Everything, yeah, yeah, catalog and new stuff. Okay. Like, like if you're getting to the point where you're putting out seven to eight exclusive games of, of interest and value per year, like I'd still subscribe to that to not pay sixty to seventy bucks for each of them. You know, right? So you're saying even if they are like, you know, but I, but I thought you said that they would go back to selling the games then. Well, yeah, but it's some. If they're, they're, I'm not talking about that. They're talking about tr- dropping the the subscription price for Game Pass. Well, they wouldn't do that if they're going to go back to the retail model. But I'm talking about if you if they stop selling AAA stuff from other developers and just make it a Game, oh. game Pass for Microsoft, basically. Gotcha. I As, think they would never. Which would be an interim step to shutting it down. Right. Yeah. But like, that would still be worth it for me. Yeah, I think most people would say that, but I just don't think it'll never happen because it's so worth it. I mean, if it does, ha- I mean, if it does, <laughs> it'll ha- be a great deal, but. But if it does happen, like it would happen when they have enough games to support that, yeah, and coming out regularly, and um, it would be a you know you'd you'd all everyone would have to admit like okay this is just a stopgap measure until they finally decide to shut it down, yeah, like this is just a stepping stone to shut down. Yep. There you go. That's high low slash before or after. I had fun doing that. I like doing that topic. It's mm-hmm. fun. It makes you think about things in different ways. Thanks to you guys as well for taking part and giving your input in the chat. The show's so much better now than when we used to do high-low. You guys are so much more integrated into the show. You guys get to express your opinions a lot more in the show now. And that works great with high-low. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. Because the funny thing is we only do this when topics are like really low or there's not a lot of games coming out. This is just a good topic in general. We should just do it more often than we do. Mm-hmm. So we will do that in the future going forward. Thanks for helping us out and making it a good segment. Uh, and then our last topic for today is the only game that I played this week in other... This, in this very short show. Yeah. <laughs> as, as it turns out, it wasn't that short. 
<laughs> you should know by now. But it's not going to take me that long to talk about this game. In uh, <laughs> that game is Romancelvania. And just listening to the name, what you think the game is, is exactly what it is. It is Castlevania with a dating show element to it. You play, <laughs> I know it seems absurd. It doesn't but, seem absurd if you know Castlevania fans. Yeah. Um, oh, in fact, I, I didn't load it into the TriCaster here. So I'm going to have to do that real quick. One second, mm. guys. Let me just get it into yeah, the Yeah, you playlist. definitely need to show this one. Oh, yeah. For sure. And there it is. So, it is a Metroidvania. You play as Dracula. You can play as a male or female version of Dracula. And it's built like your typical Metroidvania. It has these interlocking level designs when you first start playing the game you have all your abilities something happens you lose all your abilities oh no i tripped and dropped my superpowers <laughs> down the sewers <laughs> yep and then you spend the rest of the game trying to get them back and as you adventure through the levels you see areas that you can't access because hey i need this other power that i don't have yet generally that was the double jump as you play through this game you're like when are they going to give me the double jump because you just go through all these levels and realize that you're going to need the double jump and once you get it you're going to have to go back through the entire game world so it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek no pun intended um take on dracula obviously because he's set in a in a dating show that all takes place in his castle and there's regular intervals where you have to deal with the show element. So there are eliminations where you have to do the rose ceremony, you have to eliminate people. To when you start the game, you have no no one is in like the dating pool. You have to find them first and you have to convince them to join the dating pool. So you have these little interactive conversations with them to convince them to become a part of the dating pool. And then once they do, they all start competing for your affections and your attentions. Each of the the people and look, it's equal opportunity here. If you play as male Drac, you can have male people in the potential list of people that you end up being with. You can do whatever you want. You can have any mix of male and females in the cast, ultimately. But you do have to go and meet them first and get them to become a part of it. And then once you do, the competition starts. And there aren't, like, quests or things like that. Like, you know, like these dating shows, it's like, hey, everyone is in the cast has to compete in this little stupid game to see who gets the date. or what. And there's nothing like that. Like, you basically are just playing through a Metroidvania, and then every once in a while, there are these vignettes that you have to participate in where you either try to convince, you know, you try to romance somebody, or you decide that you don't want to be with them, and then ultimately you have to make cuts and decide who you want to be with at the end. Um, the level design is a little weird because you have, like, the castle, and it's built like a typical Metroidvania, again, where there's all these labyrinthine places you can go and all these areas you can't access until you get a specific power. But then there are other locations. So you'll eventually leave the castle and you go out into this kind of weird overworld thing. It's very linear and you just have to like choose which direction you want to go or whatever. And then there are like three or four other sort of levels out in those areas. And again, just like the castle, you, oftentimes you'll only be able to play through like half of that dungeon and you'll get a new power and you have to go back so there's a lot of like remembering like, oh, that's right. There was this door all the way at the end of this one part of the game. I have to go all the way back there now with this new power to try to unlock the door. And to be fair, there are uh, plenty of fast travel points. So there are save points in the game. There's also auto saving. Um, that's pretty generous as far as the checkpoints are concerned. But there's also places where you can sit down and they call it the confessional where you sit down and you can save or you can fast travel to any of the other save points that you've uncovered. So a lot of times you don't have to completely travel by foot all the way back 
to what the area where there's that door waiting or that that place where you need to double jump to get over a wall or something to explore a new part of the level. Um, they're pretty good about getting you around that stuff. But ultimately, what does this game in is that it's not a great Metroidvania. Like, I thought maybe the dating parts might ruin the game, but they're actually kind of fun and cool. The writing in this is really good and, and legitimately funny. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know if it was just someone on their team or if they hired, like, a comedian to write a lot of this stuff or at least punch up the script or something. <coughs> but it's legitimately funny. Because it's very weird. Like, you, you're trying to date, like, Medusa. And Medusa, you can't look at her because you'll turn into stone. She also doesn't have any arms. So, like, a lot of the times to get the people to join the cast, you have to help them do something. Like, there's, um, there's like, a mermaid, and she asks you to go find ice. So you have to go find ice and then take it back to her. She, do- she joins the cast. Um, <coughs> Medusa, she asks you to go find her arms. So you have to venture out into the worlds and find her arms, take them back to her, and then she'll become a part of the cast. And that's kind of how the process plays out. And eventually you get to these elimination ceremonies where you cut the people that you don't want. Um... And again, like, the characters are so weird and offbeat. That's kind of what makes it interesting. Like, there's another character that's, like, a scarecrow. But it's, like, a pumpkin. He's a pumpkin for the head. And then has two smaller pumpkins for her boobs. Like, <laughs> so, anyway, it's this very strange hybrid of two... It's two different things that don't necessarily taste great together. But they don't taste horrible either. So... Mm-hmm. I ended up almost finishing this game. It just became one of these things where like, I would just pick it up and play it for like 10 or 15 minutes there. And again, the frequent save points, the frequent checkpoints made that easy. I could put it down and pick it up and play it for another 20 minutes and maybe actually accomplish something and at least save to the, the area that I got to. So it's pretty handy to play in that way. Um, but as far as like Metroidvanias go, it is kind of lowest common denominator. The other part too is that Like, some of the abilities that you get are a little awkward to use. Like, you get a whip, ultimately, but the whip is really hard to use in the context of the game. Um, Some of the enemies are really cheap. Um, Some of them can almost instant kill you until you get, like, the double jump and you can just jump over them or you get the right ability that can actually kill them. Specific enemies are vulnerable to specific weapons. Um, So a little bit of it is, like, oh, here's that enemy. I know that the sword works well on this one, or I know that the... The pole works well on this one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch real quickly. The other thing too is that like you have one slot for your special abilities, and you have to cycle through your special abilities to get to that one slot. Now you can pull up a weapon wheel and change or whatever, but the truth of the matter is, is this game doesn't use very many buttons on the controller. They could have very easily assigned like two or three of the unused buttons to quick access some of the abilities. So instead, what you find is you're using the shoulder buttons to like cycle through your weapons before you can use them with the square button. And I thought that was a little weird. Um, Enemy variety is also pretty lacking. There's really only probably like 10 or 12 different enemy rank and file enemies in the game. They get boring pretty quickly. Um, So uh, this game was, the narrative director was uh, Amanda Gardner, who's the wife of Bill Gardner, who was, uh, he's worked on a bunch of stuff. Um, but most prominently, he was in charge of a lot of the the design of the early levels of Bioshock. Oh, so interesting. He worked he worked on Bioshock One and Infinite. Wow, I never would have got that vibe um, <laughs> from this game. But now that they have their own company, and they also she wrote Perception, which is the previous game they did, which I've never uh, heard of. I've heard really, of it. Yeah. but like he did, you know he was in charge of the Welcome to Rapture section, the Medical Pavilion, and Fort Frolic. Fort Frolic being probably the best thing in that game. I believe um, this was crowdfunded. Yes, it was a Kickstarter. Yeah. 
Um, um, and they delivered ultimately. Yeah. So she wrote. She wrote uh, Perception, and she wrote. Uh, and his wife Amanda wrote Romancelvania. So um, clearly knows what they're doing. She did a good job. The writing yeah. in this is great. The voice acting hit or miss. Like the graphics, you can see the in-game graphics don't look bad, but like the cinematics look pretty awful. Like the character models are bad. The the character models are not lip synced with the voice acting. Their mouths just kind of move and the voice acting just plays. Like there are certain tells that show that it was a kickstarted project, that it didn't have a big budget. But I would argue this is one of the better kickstarted games I've played. Um, I've played a lot of them. Most of them end up either broken or junk. This one is neither, but it's still probably what you would expect from a crowdfunded game. Um, I think you're going to see some of that expectation broken with things like Sea of Stars and uh, Ayudin Chronicles mm -hmm. going forward, though. The, the bar is going to be raised, yeah. for sure. I guess some would say Star Citizen, but they broke that again this, this week. So. Oh, right. Yeah. The, I the, mean, even the new like, version, the, the world doesn't exist anymore. They can't figure out why. Oh, like, my God. Like, the elevators keep going below the rest of the world into the void. And they're like, no. I was like, oh, well, I guess we're not doing that anymore. Um, no, so I've had some good stuff come out of Kickstarter here and there. But a lot of it is... But even, like, Shenmue 3. This game's better than Shenmue 3. By oh, a, yeah. By a sure. mile. <laughs> like, by a long mile. But here you can see, you can also, you know, it can be guys with guys. It can be girls with guys, girls with girls. Whatever, however you want to combo it. Um, you can romance whoever you want in this game. Uh, but I did not find most of the characters to be all that interesting. Their writing was interesting, but their actual backstories and stuff like that weren't. Um, because again, yeah, they, they do seem pretty stock. Like pretty horror, much. Horror monster things. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. It's like you're playing as Dracula trying to date other horror tropes, essentially. And mm -hmm. they do play on that a little bit. There's a little bit of... And the Medusa stuff is clever. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of breaking the fourth wall in this as well. I bet there's some Hades influence here, too, in terms of modernizing... Like an old style A little thing. bit, yeah. Yeah, because all the Hades characters are ancient Greek gods, but they all kind of sound like modern teenagers to yeah. some degree. Look, they don't nail this, Matt, but mm -hmm. it's close. And it shows, <laughs> but it is. Like, it shows that th these are two genres that a lot of people would have been like, what? You can't mash those two things up. Uh, the Jersey Devil, yes. But it proves that you can. Like, two there's gotta, genres. There's got to be a dating game out there where you date cryptids, right? Where you what? Date cryptids. Like big, Bigfoot and Loch Ness oh, Monster and the Jersey know. Devil and the Chupacabra. That's a thing, right? That's got to be out Not there. Not yet, but maybe that's the sequel. No, that's got to be oh, out Oh, the Jersey there. Devil's already in this, obviously. But <laughs> um, Minority Games asks, is this better than Lords of Shadow 2? Hmm. Is there a mouse stealth sequence? Because that's kind of the, de the defining There's factor. There's not. Okay, then this, this is probably better. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the actual Metroidvania part of this game is pretty paint by the numbers. You have that little, like bat that follows you around it's almost like a mag from fantasy star online it doesn't really do anything though it like mm. shines the light on the path and i'm just like that just means that you didn't light your level very well like instead, um, instead you have this little thing that follows you around dating cryptids is a whole subgenre in the dating scene oh <laughs> there's cryptid crew cryptid coffee house uh bigfoot dating simulator mothman dating simulator cryptid crush yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that was already done. Congrim won. Oh, this is an indie game? Thought it was Konami. You would be forgiven for not knowing which was which. That's for sure. Um, so I guess ultimately, do I recommend this? Like, I would. I ended up playing, again, I almost finished this game. And what made me quit was I had waited all game to get the double jump. Because, again, as you're going through this game, you see all these levels, you, these areas you need the double jump to get to. 
So you play the whole game like, when am I getting the freaking double jump? Like, where the hell is it? You get it at like the end of the game. And so I got the double jump. I started going around and like going to all the, and I just burnt out. I was like, I'm good. I'm done. And that's where I quit. So I waited the whole time to get the double jump. And then once I got the double jump, I didn't want to play it anymore. I was done. Um, so as far as like, should somebody buy this and at what price? Like I would, if you're a big Metroidvania fan and you want to try something new and play something new. And again, there are upgrades, as you can see, that's like an upgrade. There's a Hadouken in this. Like I said, there's like tongue in cheek humor in this that like breaks the fourth wall about gaming a little bit here and there. And you actually do the Hadouken just like you do in Street Fighter, like mm. quarter turn, quarter circle, turn forward and a button. Um, but so if you're a fan of like Metroidvanias and you haven't played one for a while, Metroid Dread was a while ago now, and you're looking for something new, because this is there's never been a Metroidvania like this. That's one thing I can promise you. Then I would probably maybe spend twenty or twenty five bucks on it. Otherwise, it's one of those games you wait till you see it mm. like a Steam. Is that sale. how much it is? Twenty five? I think it's thirty actually. Thirty? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but I would honestly like for most people ten fifteen dollars max is mm. what I would spend on this. Um, the right again, the writing is funny and the dating stuff is kind of interesting, but most of the time you're just playing like a lowest common denominator Metroidvania without anything really special to it. Basically, you're playing a knockoff Castlevania. And the truth be told, it's not like we're getting Castlevania games from Konami anymore. So if you do True. kind of miss this aesthetic, it might be worth bumping up the price you'd pay for it. But or just play Bloodstained. Yeah, yeah, which I loved. And I did think about that a lot, especially comparing like the the powers that you get in Bloodstain compared to this. It's it's like a different league, dude. Like I get excited by the powers in Bloodstain. When I get a new one, I'm like, oh, hot damn! I can't wait to try this. And this one, you get a new power, you're like, that's kind of annoying to use. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go back to the sword or the pole, and that's pretty much what I used to get through the whole game. Like there's one like bat attack that you have to use because it's the only thing that can attack vertically. Um, but other than that, like all the other stuff is just frivolous crap to use. So um, I would recommend buying this at ten or fifteen dollars. If you're a huge fan of both these genres, then buying it at, at its retail price is—I can't remember if it's a twenty-five or thirty. Either one of those, I wouldn't pay. Um, but it's twenty-five on Steam. Okay, I got this sent to me by the publisher. I didn't have to mm -hmm. pay for it at all. But I thought I saw in the paperwork that they sent me with it that it was twenty-five or thirty. So it's twenty-five. I would not pay that for this unless you're a gigantic fan of both and you're like really jonesing for a knockoff Castlevania fix. And one thing I would argue is I don't think it spoofs Castlevania enough. It's, it should be ripe for it. Like, it should just be one Castlevania joke after another. It's not really like that, which is kind of weird. Um, and the dating stuff, it is kind of frivolous. Like, the decisions that you make or whether you end up pissing off, like, one of your potential suitors, it, none of that really matters. It doesn't change the outcome of the game, really. It doesn't change, like, what levels you go to or what you can and can't do. It doesn't give you an extra power-up. There's really very little incentive to romance one character over another, other than maybe whatever happens in the ending of the game, which I haven't reached. Uh, but in the moment-to-moment moment, moment gameplay, it doesn't really affect anything. So it's just kind of a fun little diversion in between all the Metroidvania action. So there you go. That is Romancelvania. And before I move on, I want to make sure I share all the platforms it's coming to. It's coming to PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, not Xbox One. Again, another game I mentioned where they dropped the Xbox One version and Switch. And it's 25 bucks, but I would not pay that. I would start looking at it when it drops to around 15 when you see it in a Steam sale or something equivalent. So there you go.
That's Game Phase 334. But before we go, we have something very important to do. And that is... That's right, it's time for Name That Game, where I show you a screenshot, five screenshots, from a video game, and you try to guess the name of the game. And you're trying to guess it before this guy guesses it. You guys win all ties, so if Matt guesses the name of the game, and I look over, and the name of the game appears in chat, you'll get the win. If you do win, you win a free video game. A couple caveats before we get going. One, if you can't play PC games, and you have no interest in gifting a PC code to a friend, then please don't play because it is a PC code. And so if you can't do anything good with the PC code, just leave it for somebody else. And the other thing is we set the chat to slow mode, which means you can only put one thing in chat every 60 seconds. So don't just start spamming the chat with random game titles, hoping that you get one right. If you do that, it's not gonna work. You can only, you're only your first one's gonna go in. You have to wait another minute before you can type in another one. So make your guesses count. And with that, I think we're ready to go. The last three weeks, Matt? Have they got it on the first image? Yeah. Three weeks in a row. I think so, yeah. So my only goal here... To make it to two. Is to make it to the second image. And we'll see, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, this first image probably gives away more than I should have. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so we'll see if we can make it past the first one this time. Although I will say the last two screenshots are pretty obvious. So I don't think we'll make it past four, but we'll see. So anyway, it's time for Name That Game. Here is the first... Screenshot. Huh. Arbiter Zach, I never got your message. I'll go check Twitter though. I was wondering where you were. I'll check it as soon as I get out of here. Slagathor got it already. Hold <laughs> for. This is crazy. You guys are so good. That's crazy. It's Fallout 4. Slagathor got it. The first guess. The first guess. The yeah. first guess. Look at that. That's insane. You guys are just too good. I think we have to change it, Matt. To like, what? what do you think I can do to make it so we're getting through the first image? Pick more obscure games. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Interesting. I think lean, lean into the 32-bit era a little bit. Okay. Throw up some Saturn shit. Some older stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might get the Saturn stuff. You will. Yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I like, go, go, and I mean, you put up Rising Zan Samurai Gunman, and no one's going to know what that is. Come on. By the way, Slagathor wasn't the only one that guessed it. No, no, everybody's. I, there was, there's a. JJ Forcebreaker also got it. He just came yeah. in a little bit later. Once they, once they said that, I was like, oh, like, there, there's a, there's something about the junk on the ground texture that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the Fallout. So here's thing. the thing. So this screenshot in particular had foliage. So if you look mm -hmm. on the far right there at the top, there's one little scraggle yeah. of the foliage because I had a feeling that if anyone saw the foliage in this, they would know instantly that it was Fallout 4. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, I got to make sure that's out there. I'm just going to have a ground texture with a shadow. Surely no one will get it from that. Wrong. Here's yeah, I mean, it's a game that people have spent, you spend 30 hours looking to the ground. So. <laughs> I guess you're right. Here's the second image. Oh, yeah, that would have been. That would have given you Fallout oh, 4? for sure. I yeah. thought people would guess Resident Evil there 4. Is, no, it doesn't look good enough to be Resident Evil 4. It, it, that, really? is a, that is a modified game brio forest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is, I and the the New England look. Yeah, yeah, I would. Get you would have got it from that. Yeah. Here's the third one. I would have known the the guardrail. So I left. Sure. Well, it's yeah. not a guard. Well, you know the guardrail. 
Yeah. Okay. I there's a little vehicle to the left there, and I only included a. It's a I think about this stuff like you wouldn't mm. believe. Like every image meticulously, I frame. Yeah. I mean, I definitely. And I would, think about all this stuff. And I would it's definitely never know good from enough the, to throw yeah. people off the trail. I would definitely know that guardrails fall out, and then I would guess. I fall. figured the little car on the left would be the. Giveaway. I mean, that's it is too, but I, I see the guardrail first, and I know it's Fallout, and I would assume it's Fallout Four because it looks too good to be Fallout Three. Okay. Um, and then here's the fourth screenshot. And I, obviously, each one of these, I try to make it more easier for you guys to get. So here's a rusted old car. Mm. And with, you can see the, the gas the, pump. The, the gas pump. Would have given it away. Okay, yeah, for yep. sure. And then here's the dead giveaway, obviously. Right, the garage with the... With the dog. And, with the dog in the power suit. Yep. So, Slagathor, here's your round of applause for winning. There you go. Do TV games and name that pixel. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you guys are just too damn good. It really is crazy how good you guys are at this. Like, it's impressive, man. It's like, I don't expect anything less. Uh, but I, uh, So that's four weeks in a row. A month straight of people getting it on the first image. Mm-hmm. So I got to switch something up. So next week, I promise, there's going to be a twist. We're going to do something different. Or they're going to be games that are like only Matt and I even know exist. <laughs> mm. But once again, great job, Slagathor. Um, send me a DM. I know you're on Sifted all the time. You can send me a DM at Shane on Sifted, or you can send it to us on Twitter, which I should have apparently checked. I'm sorry that last week's winner hasn't got his code yet, but I'll check it as soon as I get home. Um, or you can DM Sifted on Twitter, at Sifted Games. I'm Dinfire on Twitter. Um, or you can just send us a DM here on Twitch. Any of those works, Slagathor. I know you very well. You're awesome. Congratulations. It's always good to see longtime supporters win this. Um, and we'll be back next week. I'll try to do better. That's all I can do. I can, all I can do is try to do better, Matt. And I will try to do that with next week's episode. Um, okay, we'll take like one or two questions. Uh, because again, Matt and I still have to record Spoiled for The Last of Us. And we're almost at the end of our normal time anyway. Um, and again, I'm going to try to grab somebody out of chat that doesn't ask a lot of questions. We haven't answered like their questions. So if you're someone who watches a show every week and you've never had a question answered... Put it in chat right now, and we will answer your question. We want to make sure that everybody is getting their questions answered here if we can. OCD Master 1. We ha- I don't know if we've ever answered one of your questions, but it's not very common that we do, so we will answer yours. Question for Matt. Any other funny updates on the state of Star Citizen? I mean, other than we're approaching, like, 12 years? Um, not really. Like, basically, the last update added all these new problems and they don't seem to know how how or why it happened and they're having trouble squashing all these new bugs that made it big. I mean, it was actually, it was pretty playable as, you know, from an alpha standpoint. Like, you could go to different, a couple of different planets and do missions and trade stuff and kind of, it was, it was, you know, it's not a full-fledged game, but it was more or less functional. Mm-hmm. I, you only fell through the elevator and died every ten times now. You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, but now, yeah, so well, their last update just broke it broke it hard how do you do so, that i don't how know is the game not done because they just keep is adding more shit ever going to be done do no, you think that the plan think is so. to just never finish it and just keep dragging people along probably i mean i don't think if you keep you keep adding new features how do you finish that i mean even squadron 42 i mean that thing was supposed to squadron 42 the single player game campaign you know the, the wing commander thing which yeah. is the thing i backed in the first place uh that was supposed to hit alpha three years ago in the fall, and there's nothing. They put out regular updates about it, but it's just like, okay, we made the bartender smarter. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, like, what are you doing? 
Like they shot, they, they motion captioned, shot all the, did all the, vo- the vo- voice acting and stuff with Mark Hamill and Malcolm. McD- I'm like, all these people are gonna be dead by the time this comes out. Yeah, what like, the hell? Like it's ridiculous. How are they rational? Do their fans not question them? It's kind are of, they not holding them to account? No, they're kind of a cult at this point. Oh. They're, just, they're making the game that a lot of these people desperately have wanted their whole lives, and now they're old and they're in their fifties and sixties and have a disposable income and do not care. Like there are, they, you so see, they're like I'm gonna be dead in it, five years. I might as well just throw this money into the that, hole. Man, like there is. I'm literally saying, I absolutely. There are posts sometimes that are like, "I'm was just diagnosed with terminal cancer, and I'd like to play this game before I die. Is it going to come out in time?" And they just never get an answer. There's there's people like wives that come on saying like, "Hey, I'm trying to get my husband's account. He died, and I'm trying to like find some something to do with the account. Is there a way to give the people the ships or to sell so it?" He spent or like forty grand yeah. on this thing. Like, like there are people that are, you know, this thing's been doing this for so long that there are people dying off that back the original Kickstarter. Um, it's bizarre. It it's, is bizarre. So, like, what are you going to do? But Jeez. No, I, I mean, I don't think, do I think it's a scam? No, I think it's just ineptly managed and it's never going to come to fruition. Like, they need, they need a Rod Ferguson to come in and say, this is getting cut, this is gone, this is out, finish this part, finish this part, get this done, get it out the door. But yeah. no one's ever going to do that. Because yeah. they have no reason to, because they keep making money. Right. What incentive do they have? Yeah, they're making millions, and they they made half a billion dollars. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen, right? The the money's going to slow, and then maybe that will convince them to maybe. get their asses in gear and finish the game. Maybe because then like, they're going to need it to actually make the money to sell the game. Finally, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, how did this happen? <laughs> how does this happen? They have found a grift, basically, oh, yeah. where they are just extracting money from these poor people it's almost like a televangelist like oh yeah it's a very similar phenomenon yeah it's bizarre although at least there's an actual alpha to play on this one as opposed to a televangelist which (laughs) gives you nothing right you get nothing yeah but but it does it is similar to sort of like just ordering supplements from a podcaster kind of thing (laughs) you're Um, right though i mean maybe we should sell supplements like i'm not gonna lie like i would love to play the game that star citizen is trying to be but i just don't think it's ever gonna be it yeah so what are you gonna do yeah Okay, there you go. That's your one question. Sorry, we got to go, people. But It'll come out first, Starfield or Star Citizen. Starfield 3 will come out first before Star Citizen. <laughs> That's a good question, Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we got to get going. Before we go, though, everybody, go to creamls.com. That is where you can learn everything about LS Cream Liqueur. It is awesome. I have taken it to parties. People have commented on it without me even bringing it up. I just hear people talking like, what is this? It's Yeah, delicious. you hear what is this, and you're like, oh, they opened the LS Cream. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Go to CreamLS.com. You'll learn all about the person who founded this liqueur. He is a sifter. He is a gamer. I cannot think of a better person that you should support out there. Again, go to CreamLS.com. You can find a store locator there, or you can just go to BevMo and search for LS Cream, and it will pull it up. You can get it delivered. You can find out where there are local BevMo's near you, or you can go and pick it up. However you want to do it, get on the LS Cream. Thanks to everybody in our chat. You guys were awesome. You guys were really a part of the show today. I This is the sweet spot for Game Face for me, is getting you guys involved as much as possible. You guys make the show better. Um, and so I want to keep trying to do that as much as I can. Thank you guys for participating, staying in our chat all the way to the end. We really appreciate it. And I do apologize. We're ending the show a little bit earlier than we normally do today. But I think you guys will feel it's all worth it when you get to listen to Matt and I's spoiler cast for well, the last It's only like seven minutes. What would you say? It's like seven minutes early. Um, well, uh, maybe a little more than that, but not much. You're right. It, the show is longer than I thought it was going to be. I'll put it to you that way. Like they always are. 
So again, thanks everybody. Everyone have a great week. We'll be back here next Tuesday at twitch.tv slash siftedgames at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, head to patreon.com slash sifted and give us a pledge. You can pledge whatever you want per month. And there are tiers there where you get specific rewards and all that kind of jazz. It's a lot of fun. Head on over there and help us out if you can. So we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Game Face is up and out.